listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, yo, sweetie, you're looking kind of pretty. What's a girl like you doing in this rough city? I'm just here trying to hold my own ground. Yeah, I think I like how that sounds. Well, you say we get to know each other better. That sounds good, but I don't like that I can't let you. I don't know. Tell me, is it so? Do you get a kick out of telling brothers no? hey welcome to the black guy Trust podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on uh monday Hi. monday night and we yeah, have okay. as you guys can hear we have a new guest on the show mm-hmm. you guys may have heard her on her own podcast uh it's about us she's half of the well you know what i feel like almost like saying a third of because jim is still around Hopefully, yeah for sure we can't do it without jim we love jim all right so like she's a third of the it's about us podcast where you have her friend of the show ray sani and of course friend of the show jim search uh who's the producer on the show and That's right. typically Jim's a guest studios. and uh you, you also can find her on twitter uh maria Haynig is that's correct right Maria Heinig, yeah. Heinig, okay, my bad. Heinig, god damn it. I knew I was going to fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it, who cares? <laughs> Maria Heinig, um, and it's H-E-I-N-E-G-G. Yeah. Um, and uh, the it's, it's, it's About Us pod is their uh, Twitter for their podcast. Um, and, of course, Ray is running a little late, but when she gets here, we'll we'll do all that stuff, too. But, um, first of all, thank you for coming on the show, Maria. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Ray loves your show. Uh, yeah, man. We love her, man. We so, do. And, uh, we, we've been listening to you guys. Back. So does Jim. He was so excited. He was, he was just like <laughs> totally hyped we were coming on. <laughs> now, um, not to make it all about uh, not us, but how did you meet Ray Sani? Right. Well, Ray and I are both stand-ups, so I can't even remember. It's it's probably bad that I can't remember the first time I met Ray, but we've just known each other over the years. Like, I moved here about three and a half years ago, and Ray's from New York, uh, so she'd been here. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I just, you know, I saw her, like, at a show or something like that, and it's kind of impossible to not notice Ray, like... She has just, she's got a flavor, you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. somebody that walks in the room and everybody looks. You're like, what is happening over here? Can I get some more information? So, and, and how long? Uh, that would be the first time we met. How long have you been in uh, New York? I've been in New York since January 2012. And then I lived upstate when I was really little because my dad is from Flatbush. He's mm-hmm. one of ten kids. Uh, and then they moved up to a really small town when he was a teenager. So they all have the Brooklyn accent. You know what I mean? Orange, coffee, like just the whole gamut. They do it all. They say it all like old school Brooklyn. Like they, <laughs> they remember when it was real here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just ungentrified. And I'm aware that I'm a part of the problem. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just bring in, bring in all those Whole Foods everywhere you go. Bodegas. Yeah. Um, what about um, doing stand-up, though? How long have you been doing that? I've been doing stand-up. It'll be five years in December. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is, and now, how do you feel about your time doing stand-up? Like, is it time to do, like, I don't know, an album? Is it time? Like, do you have albums? Like, uh, I'm, I don't have an album yet. I don't know. I think that, so there's so many different, you know how there's just so many different ways to do a thing now, right? Like, I'm sure that you discovered that just from being in the podcast world, like, you kind of 
make what you want out of the world. Like, you know, if you're not, you know, Donald Trump or somebody that just has their daddy's money to play with who's just going to set them up with huge enterprising businesses, what you realize is that you have to just make for yourself the things that you want and run in the direction of the things that you want. And I would say that that is the case for, like, all stand-up comics in the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's all about figuring out how to get yourself in the game and, like, run towards the different things that are your goals. So, like, for me, an album is something that I could make it right now. Like, I could find a way. Like, I could find a place to record and I could do PR. But I'd rather make an album when there's enough, like, heat and hype about me as a stand-up that somebody in the industry is like, we want you to make an album. We want to pay to have this album made. We want to help you distribute it. Uh And there's a lot of different ways to do things, so that's not me saying that everyone should do it that way, but I would just like to have, like, I'd like to have, like, a late night set under my belt. Like, I'd like to have some marketing credits, like, that are I'm acknowledged by the industry before I'm like, you know what people need to hear? An hour of me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like... There's there's a there's a hyper confidence in that, and I and I love that energy in people, but I just I don't believe that I am ready to put out that product yet. Oh okay. Oh, okay. I want to feel super proud of myself and my hour when I do that, and I think I still have a lot of growing to do. All right. Well, I'm, I mean, you, like the, the I don't know if it'll feel like like is it one of those things where you don't know if you'll ever feel quote unquote ready or is it? <laughs> You're definitely right about that. Like, you know, is there any version of, like, being ready? Like, everything's made up for sure. Um, But I know that, like, I just know so many people that are funnier than I am that have accomplished more things. And, I, you you know, you can't look at what other people, you you know, eyes on your own paper for sure. Like, you got to do what you got to do for you. But I just think that I have more growth to do and, uh, more writing and, like, more, like, I want to, you know, be able to feature on the road, which is where you do 30 before the headlining comic at a comedy club. Like, I want to do more of that and become a stronger performer and fall in love with my half hour before I'm trying to put an hour out there that's like, this is my brand, this is Marie Heineck, like, you know, this is who I am as a performer, and you should pay money for it, you know, like, in a recorded CD fashion, which is, by the way... Forever, you know how they say like the internet is forever. Like that shit is forever. Yeah, I guess I never think about that. Like, there's got to be comedians who are like, "Yo, I really wish I had waited to record that shit." Because you know, yeah. like two years from then, maybe I would have had a better stand up like hour yeah. than than I did at the time. For sure, and like Tig Notaro, like. She she had a lot of hype when she first started. Like she was like a year and a half in, and Comedy Central had her record a half hour. And she says now that she would like totally take it back, like making that decision to let them do that because she didn't know who she was as a comic yet. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you start to realize how much of people like how much weight like social media and people's instant access to everything is that like if you make a decision now. Like, you're going to hear about it on a lot of different fronts, so you better make sure that that's, like, the thing that you want out there. Now, um, it, what's it like being uh, a lady comic, or or as some of your guests like to refer to them, females, what is it like being, like being a, a lady comic in the industry? Do you feel, like, extra pressure uh, to be, like, any sort of way? Because I know, like, as a podcaster, with their, at least when we started not being very many black podcasts, it was always kind of like a little bit of like man am i representing more people than i am you know there's also a little bit differently uh than podcasting though 
like male comics are very vocal about their opinions with female comics like you all the say. time <laughs> yeah so like what what is what is that like you know it's um i i think i think about it i wish i wish i thought about it less than i actually think about it but it's almost impossible to ignore and by almost nice. i mean impossible you <laughs> you do get used to it on some level like i'll walk into a room like an open mic you know what i mean which anybody can sign up for and i'll realize that it's 36 dudes and me Mm. And you just get used to being the only chick in a room or the only chick on a show. And, um, you know, it's hard and there's a lot to complain about regarding it. There's tons of bullshit involved. And then on the other side, uh, a lot of people talk about how, like, female comics will get – they'll they'll get hyped specifically for being a female comic and that, like, the bar is set lower. And, you know, there's a thousand theories and – you know, you can't really negate any of them as never being a situation. But what it comes down to is there's more and more female comics, and that's a great thing. And all that I want out of a comic is that they're funny. Right, and right. it shouldn't matter where they're coming from. And uh, I just think that the more female comedians that are funny there are, the more chicks will try stand-up. And, you know, stand-up is hard no matter what. It doesn't matter if you are a white guy a black woman, a person in a wheelchair, like, it's really hard. So it's just hard having another layer on top of that where it's like, you know, you're also, like, if a female comic isn't funny, uh, I remember someone did an analogy once and they were like, if, uh, if, you know, 30 people do an open mic and five of them are chicks and 25 of them are men and one of the chicks is funny and five of the dudes are funny, they'll walk away saying, like, those five dudes are funny and women aren't funny. It's just because even though those statistics are the same because they're just seeing less women. Right, right. So, yeah, there's a lot of mind fucks within it where you're like, ah, but the only thing that you can really do, at least in my opinion, from a female comic is just keep doing it and call out bullshit when it's happening to you. Like, you have to stay positive because you could be a hater all day. Like, I could spend all my time hating. Like, that would be such a simple procedure but that's not going to move my career along and that's also not going to show people that i'm funny and uh really accomplish what i want to do which is be a funny person and make comedy yeah it's it's crazy to me because like um they talk about it the way people talk about affirmative action when they're when they're against affirmative action where it's like a a black guy got a job well obviously you know like like it's it's no way they're they could be you know competent at a job and black i mean let's be honest let's not be crazy (laughs) (laughs) we're getting carried away here uh let's just let's just say he got a job because uh he needed a job all right we needed a black guy and they do that a lot with women where it's like well they needed a woman and that's why this is happening but i'm like look these people are making money um you know like it's not like um amy schumer's show uh you know regardless of how people feel about it one way or the other it's not like it's just on like pbs you know what i mean like it's making money for somebody so yeah it is and (laughs) for the record her show and her ex-boyfriend show who's also a stand-up comic both started on comedy central at the same time he went one season they canceled his show Look where she is. She right. just wrote and starred in a Judd Apatow directed movie. Like she's making moves. Like, like you said, regardless of how you feel, like regardless of how you feel about her as a comic, or like if you're like into her or not in her or whatever. Like it's still a, a step forward that somebody funny is getting like cred and more accolades 
and it doesn't matter that they're a woman. I mean, I'm not saying that no one's that, that people aren't excited that she's a woman, but right. yeah, we are fucking excited the same way that it's fucking exciting that we had a, a black president. Okay, right. like that's exciting. Like because it's exciting that people are not hung up on dumb shit like whether or not you have a vagina between your legs right. or uh, whether or not you know, by the way, a biracial president, like get yeah. out of here like all people ever do is talk about like one piece of someone whatever piece of them yeah. is the not white guy is what they want to talk about right. like in someone's identity yeah. and, yeah. and we're finally starting to look at people for what they're capable of instead of what we, what our, our predetermined expectations of them, you know, based on what we've been raised with, with stereotypes and societal structures. Yeah. And exactly. I know that I'm being boring right now. And I'm really no, 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 we don't, we don't, uh, we, we like these conversations, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, it is really weird too, because, um, it, like, I don't understand, I didn't, I don't understand why it's always viewed as a negative for marginalized people to root for marginalized people right because you do because like that's the other thing is when something bad happens to a group of marginalized people or one person from that group does something bad or whatever like it's always what's the opposite right it's always like oh did you hear about the black dude who did blankety blank and you're like Uh, oh god i I have to become black expert representative right now and it's very annoying it's yeah it, it sucks but what it comes down to is what happens is the people in power who at this juncture statistically are just a couple of old white guys right. and all of their sons, like, <laughs> if you really want to look at it. And then people, by the way, at this juncture, I know there's someone, like, totally racist listening being like, Oprah has a lot of money. And it's like, just because one black woman has some money, like, <laughs> yeah. does not mean that the rest of them aren't sitting out here like, Hi, uh, welfare sucks. Like, <laughs> does anyone give a shit about anybody else in this country besides the people that are already middle class? Like, it would be nice. Ooh. It would be nice if, um, like Oprah got a lot of money and then that, like, we all got residuals as black people. Like, that would be cool <laughs> too. Like, like one person yeah, from any group like does that. something and then, like, you know, not a lot, but just like, all right, everybody gets an extra quarter this month. Oprah got a raise. <laughs> I'll take that quarter. Oprah reparations. Yeah, everybody gets it. You know, like in whatever group you're in, except for like probably white dudes, like everybody else gets something. So it's just like, oh, guess what, guys? Hillary's doing well in the polls. And you know, uh, this is what it comes down to, though. I gotta say, it's like what happens is all these comfortable like white dudes mostly, but it's everybody. It's even like there's even black women that are still gonna weirdly agree, you know, with like right. that that overarching patriarchal, you know, Caucasian sentiment. Which is, we just need to respect people based on, you know, what they're capable of and what they've accomplished. And, you know, we can't be doing any of this anti-capitalist bullshit where people don't get things based on the credit that they deserve for the... Because they don't want to acknowledge where people came from and that the idea of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is a lot of bullshit most of the time. That we set people up to be poor. That we set people up to have to be on welfare. That we set them up to not be successful and be able to achieve things simply because we don't provide them with enough education and resources and, you know, social services to even get to a point where they could think about how they would get into a college or prepare themselves or chase their dreams if their dreams aren't like, you know, 
hood affiliated. You know, if right. it's not being on a basketball court or, you know, for women, you can grow up and be a baker because kitchen stuff is okay. And right. you can learn how to do that on your own and you don't need to have, attend an Ivy League school to, you know, start a bakery. Right. Um, right. It's just a bakery is such a weird example. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? That it's just like, yeah. it's like, yeah, of course we're excited when when people like us get things because people like us are not in charge of everything. Right. right. Which is also funny, too, because to a large extent, people that are in power are also still excited when people like them get shit. So it's like, no, like nobody's not excited. You know, like nobody's, it's not like there's a group of people that's like, yes i'm in this group oh no we are having progress or this is we have this symbolic form of progress oh no i i really hate to see anyone like me get ahead at least there's not you know other than you know like clarence thomas like there's a couple of people but (laughs) in general there's not very many people that that operate that way yeah well and i think about it a lot what it is is because the white male is the blank slate, right? Right. So that's that's what America presents as, like, the normal, regular type of person. And so when anything is any, – anyone is other than that, that's when it's like, oh, you're doing a particular thing. So I was thinking today about, like, you know, Jessica Williams, like, on The Daily Show, that I was thinking that Ray should audition for The Daily Show, like, if she can get access to the packet and everything because she knows so much about politics and she's so informed. And I'd say she's the top ten most intelligent people that I know in my entire life. And I say that with one of my uncles being a uh, professor that went to Harvard that speaks 10 languages, who was a Jesuit. Mm. Like, she's so hyper-intelligent. And then I thought about how the producers at The Daily Show would have to juggle the concept of having two black women on a show. <laughs> I mean, let's not be crazy. <laughs> you know and that. I'm not even saying that as, like, that's something that mm-hmm. anyone at The Daily no, Show right. would ever think. No, they can only be one. But literally a question they would have to answer from their PR department. Right. That they would have to answer to the public of people being like, mm, two black women, but what will the second one say? Right, like, right. It's so crazy, but it's, like, so, like, that's really how people view things still. There's so many people that still feel that way. Like, it blows my mind how real that concept still is and the way people want to tell stories, whether it be a podcast or on TV or a cartoon or a movie or whatever. They're like, well, you know, we can't have too many of the one thing. And it doesn't matter what the one thing is. As long as it's not a white guy, it's the one thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're all the one thing. no and i was agreeing with what she was saying it's like there can only be one you know there can only be one one chinese one japanese one um jew one black one one of each that's it right which is crazy because um the possibilities in writing when you do start to double up triple up and like group things together it becomes much more to me much more realistic for one but then also just much better because people are tired of seeing the same thing like um and now people are so conscious of it like we watched fear the walking dead last night and we were tweeting it and all this stuff and you know we have a hashtag it's called like day walking and a lot of our friends and stuff use it so i could see as people were at this point actually a lot of people we don't even know use it but i could see people tweeting about it and as like 
characters of color or women mm-hmm. were dying off you could just see people being like oh really so now they have, of course they had to kill the black dude to start the show and uh, sacrificial lamb sorry shouldn't have been born black right? <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna show we really mean business by killing some black dudes to start the show because um, that doesn't happen in real life and so it was it was kind of it was kind of um, interesting to see because you know i watched it as well and i you know personally i didn't feel like that the show was doing a bad job with that but it was interesting to watch how much people were wrapped up in it because like i've started the the show stars and this isn't really a spoiler because it literally first minute of the show it stars like a dead white dude on the ground showed it in the previews i think too okay so far i'm into it go on okay so dead dead (laughs) white dude then this 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 crackhead dude he gets up walks into another room his girlfriend is a zombie she's a white woman so she's technically dead or undead so, so it was an accurate representation of white woman go right. on she's dead <laughs> she's dead inside but she continues to move and then um she's eating on a black dude's face who's dead so now there's three people that are really dead in the first opening minute two, yeah. two of them are white and one of them is black and i saw on my timeline multiple people go of course they killed a black dude to start the show and i was like yeah we're just at that point in society right now where it's like you can't be casting one black person no more you gotta cast like seven and then kill like six you know yeah or maybe cast seven none of them die that's another option we have that would be dope have life imitate art and stop killing them in real life we've really figured it out i haven't we yeah that is yeah that would be dope and and, and one thing i did uh like about uh the uh fear Fear the walking dead fear the walking dead is that a, I think that they stayed true to California because I think this was in California. Yeah. And they LA. had LA and they had a lot of brown people. I mean, just brown people. Yeah. And yeah. I know a lot yeah. of people, yeah. right? I know a lot of people <laughs> complained that brown people died, but I was like, but it's a lot of us, y'all. It's not like it's two or three or one. It's a lot. So I, yeah. I, I'm glad that. Well, I, I mean, we'll review the show Wednesday with Nina, yes. but I'm just saying in general, the sensitivity is there now like the lens the lens is there where i think before without the internet really and without social media those conversations kind of happen amongst whatever your group is so like yeah if you're women and you're watching last comic standing and like fucking there's 20 people and 18 are men that conversation doesn't get to happen in public now where you go well you know i'm gonna put a piece on jezebel i'm gonna write something on facebook it might go viral i'm gonna put a video out or a podcast and now we have all these avenues and people are hearing these voices for the first time and it's true interesting well that's that's something really exciting about social media is that it gives a voice to literally anyone to be Uh heard and that can be, you know, that comes with lots of annoying things like having to listen to racist people and yeah. having to listen to a lot of dumb people, which right. at the run of it is always the worst version, and having to see the uninformed and all of the varieties of that. But it's also wonderful because it gives a voice to uh, people in poverty, which right. are the right. people that are ignored. And unfortunately, with our current social statistics in this country, are darker-skinned people. Right. And right. that's still a problem and for them to even have a mechanism for which to express themselves whether or not they're acknowledged by like you know a great mass of people the same way that like everyone is reading a celebrity's tweets they have a way to talk about a thing that happened and to document it 
And it's really bad for the government and for people that try to control and limit change in a positive direction for civil rights for people to have that outlet. So it's really a wonderful thing. Like, you wouldn't believe how many people were like, I can't believe all of these black men that are getting killed. And it's like, well, they were always getting killed. It's just that there was no conversation about it because people didn't understand how to get that information out there in a way that anyone would care. And now people can know. And so people that would have cared before but just didn't have access to the information in such a quick and, like, real-time way can now understand that this is a thing that is happening, that's been happening, that unfortunately is going to continue to happen. Right. And yeah. we can only limit it and get to a point where the the only way that people are going to stop being sensitive about a black guy getting killed in a script is when that shit stops happening and right. when we start, like, I think the problem, at least in terms of entertainment, like, like, I was, like one of the things I said, like, when Game of Thrones came out is I was like, yo, we have a world where dragons exist, but it's a mostly white cast. Can right. anybody explain to me <laughs> why that needs to be a thing? You know what? I kind of <laughs> want to be, uh, like, I would like to write a movie or a TV show, but my thing is that it always looks like the stereotypical thing is going to happen, but it just doesn't. So, like, I would make, <laughs> I would make it seem like the black dude was dead, but then, like, at the end, he would just be okay. But, <laughs> but you know, because... Because the tw- the vi- the vi- the viralness of Twitter and shit would make that show blow up because it would be so offensive seeming. Like, oh my god, oh, I, yeah. th- that dude clearly was gonna rape that woman or something. Like, and then like I go to commercial before anything happens, and then I come back and then like I kill like everyone that's black in the cast. And but then like you know like <laughs> it cuts the commercial right before like you pull the trigger or something, and then yeah. like at the very end it's like oh it all worked out everyone's still alive but i got all the tweets all the facebook all the angry blog posts. like you gotta you gotta monetize this shit man I, I, don lemon figured it out he just says stupid shit every day and then people talk about it on twitter and people That's watch his show you you get people talking about you it doesn't really matter if it's negative or positive yeah. you know like my example earlier you know people are coming out of the woodworks being like donald trump we love everything that you're saying you hate Mexican people. You hate people that are Hispanic in any way. We really vibe with that. How can we get on board with your message? Like, <laughs> you pull out the crazies. And the crazies, like, some of them have money, some of them don't. But everyone, I remember I read a quote from Steve Jobs the other day, and it talked about he's like, you, just like every other person who's ever been born, is the same amount of smart as every other person who's ever made a change in the world, who's ever done a thing. Mm-hmm. So whatever the status quo is, the quote uh, is, it doesn't matter because you can change it in the same way that anyone else can if you find the right mechanisms and you go towards the changes that you want to make. Is yeah. it going to be really hard? Is it statistically likely? No. I mean, this is not his whole quote. Now I'm just rambling. But like, <laughs> just the point being that like people are like, you can't do that. That's not the way that you do things. And it's like, well, guess what? I guess we're going to be ruining some of the rules yeah, because right. that's how you make changes. Like, right, so right. with the Game of Thrones example, the thing that I realized that happens is, you know how like, like when a rapper comes on and like they start to like really come up, like, they bring all their they bring all their boys like they bring all their people right. with them because everyone always refers their own friends like we are social animals like we think of our friends right. and right. so when you have people running every you know multi million dollar network and production company being these old white dudes like 
of course, the people that they're going to hire to do casting, of course, the people that they're going to hire to find writers and the writers they're going to hire, they naturally gravitate towards people that they think of that are like them. And whether or not they're doing it with a conscious, you know, or sexist perspective, that means that they're going to tell white stories and they're going to find people that are telling white stories and they're going to find people that are telling stories about men because all, because that's who they are and they're the money. So they're funding what comes out. Right. So when you don't have uh, female writers telling, you know, stories from a female perspective and, you know, considering that, like, non-standard, when you don't have minority writers, like, telling stories of minorities that don't have to be fully, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, what's-his-face that's, like, the only known black producer that uh, everyone Tyler Perry. Tyler, Tyler Perry that everyone hates and they're like, we hate him. He's doing all this stereotype. Like, why is there not a middle ground where we're hearing from would would be even like, you know, a majority black cast that has white actors in, you know, supporting roles and being like, you know, well, let's not be crazy. You know, yeah. how well, we call, we call that. white people being hang out and the story not being about just one black person and you yeah. know their struggle like we only want to tell one story when we talk about black people well we call that we call that show empire and it comes on fox every wednesday um and my thing my favorite thing about all that is um when people start complaining about like the one person that got through the door the answer is always just more people getting through the door right like, right same like, thing with female comics we exactly just get more of us like i've always thought I, like i think the problem people have with like amy schumer is really an industry problem it's right it's they don't like that one voice is getting like all the attention because if there was like 12 popular female comics that could do movies and tv shows and stuff like that less emphasis would be put on one person to get every single thing right about every single topic yeah all the pressures on her and suddenly she has to like speak for women which like sucks and yeah. it's like, that's not, uh, sorry, I'm texting Ray because she's coming into the office. No problem. Uh, take, I said, take a Ray, take a left. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm gonna open the door. But yeah, so she has to like, she has to like be the speak piece for all women now. And that really blows. Like it blows for women because we're like, well, she doesn't know everything that we want to say. Right. And then also it blows for her because she's like, well, I don't know everything that every bitch wants to say. Like, right. and, and then now like, I have to know everything. Now I have to be the consummate feminist. Like, right. she, just, she doesn't have the room to just be her individual self and represent herself as a brand and as a comic. She has to represent women instead of, like, that sucks for everybody. But yeah. it's also amazing that she's getting that opportunity. It means it's being considered um well you know what it is it's just that no no you know it's a white voice again though like it's comfortable like they pick someone comfortable that they're like yeah she's a feminist but you know she's a woman that talks about you know getting laid and like all the shit that goes into that and that's a big part of i would say her comedic sensibilities well it's just that that. there's no group that is a monolith anyway Mm -hmm. so it it wouldn't even matter who the woman was it was like so it's like a crazy level of responsibility for any one person to take on. I'm still listening. I just got your no, it's, it's all right. We got it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a crazy amount of responsibility for any one person to take on. Just like right. we would never ask Dave Chappelle to represent all black people. But I remember after Chappelle's show blew up, especially yeah. going into season two, people started being like, you know, is he embarrassing black people with his use of the, the N-word? And is, you know, like maybe he should have to quit. And I remember even when he did quit, 
people were like it was because oprah and some other black people made him because he was letting all the black people down and it was just like i don't think that's how anything works and i don't think it, if it was how it works that's definitely not how it should so yeah it's not it's just it's not fair but it uh, i think what it comes down to is uh we have just, we've just fucked everything up by treating, all over the world by treating, I saw a shirt yesterday, and I wish I could remember the exact wording of it, but it basically said something on the lines of, why is it that everywhere in the world, the darkest people are always treated the worst? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have treated women and, you know, any kind of uh, indigenous people, if we go and take over a land, or like the darkest of every culture everywhere always gets treated the worst. You know, and so so now so now we've just fucked everything up over history over and over again, and now we're trying to figure out how to solve all of these screw ups like in a modern day world where we're conscious of like trying to figure out how to treat people well for being individuals and all being humans, and we don't know how to do it. And so yeah. this is another thing that we're coming up with where Chappelle gets this hit show and suddenly he has to speak for all black people and his point of view on the N-word has to be how all white people understand the N-word and how it should right. and shouldn't get used. Right. And then, you know, like now Amy Schumer has to be this talking point for all women and she has to represent all women and, you know, how can women talk about sex and think about sex and express their feelings about it? Right. And, right. and it also sucks, you know, because now this is going to talk, uh, like, open up a lot of discussions about intersectionality. Mm-hmm. But really, it doesn't suck. Like, all of those things are good because if people are forced to have that conversation, any of those conversations, it means that we're trying to come to better understanding. Yeah. So yeah. It's I just mean, that all of these people just trying to have their careers and live their lives, mm-hmm. like, it, but but choosing to be in the spotlight, right? I mean, they are choosing to like do something that raises them to celebrity status. Like they are trying to make their own points. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the, the all people for experimenting with this stuff. I feel like the discussion is good, but okay, Ray's here. Oh, hey Ray. Hey Ray. Hi guys, how are you? Great. Good. We were just talking about how, like, Schumer and Chappelle have both had to, like, speak for their people as, like, the person that comes into uh, mainstream culture as, like, here's a black guy, and he's using the N-word in the sketches, and, like, what does that mean for all black people? And, like, Amy Schumer has to, like, speak for all feminism now, and she has to be that person. Okay, cool. For women. Yeah, well, the the thing that's funny... Hi, Karen. Hi, Rob. Hey, Hey, how you doing, I'm glad you can make it. Um, and as always, um, you know, very happy to have you here. I'm so glad. Thank you for accommodating me. I'm sorry I'm late chat room and everybody. I was just uptown. It's all good. It's all good. Um, now Ray is also the other half of the It's About Us podcast, mm-hmm. and you guys should know her because she's been on the show several times. On Twitter, she's Ray Sani, R A E S A N N I. Um, yes. now, uh, Ray, how, because we, we asked this question, this is the first question we asked Maria. How did you meet Maria? Oh, okay. Um, so I think, like, Maria is just everywhere. She's like, <laughs> she's like such a social butterfly. She's really fun and really cool and great to hang with. And, uh, I think Maria and I had, like, one of those, uh, like, friendships that, uh, people who are part of the same scene tend to have, which is like, oh my god, why don't we know each other better? <laughs> so like, we would always like see each other and it'd be like, we should hang, but then like, I'm not gonna follow up at all, so it never really happened, but then, um, I don't know, 
what happened? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. It, it just came together finally, and like, and I, like working together makes it easier to be friends. And so, like, I posted something on Facebook. Maria sort of enjoyed it, and then just hit me up and was like, "Let's do this podcast together." And Maria has her shit together more so than I do. So we got together and we started doing a podcast. And like, was I supposed to interrupt you when you said I had my shit together more than you and be like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Uh, and so the thing, like I said, about working together, the same thing happened with me and Jen. It's like we've become, like, really good friends. You know what I mean? Like, she's definitely a great, like, late ta- late night, I need to talk to her to get some feelings out. Trust me with the same, which makes me really happy. And, uh, and you know, we had a sleepover. It was great. <laughs> it was really, really nice. How did you guys come up with the name of the podcast? Ray actually named it. Uh, I think we were just like, talking shit. Yeah, we were we we're trying to record our first episode, and and I say trying because we have such a good time talking to each other and just like shooting the shit with Jim and all the guests that we've had on so far that I have to end up like wrangling Ray, being like, Ray, this is a really enjoyable conversation that we could be recording. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we just chat. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a friend of the show, uh, Justin. He's almost like an unofficial co-host, and yeah. um, we do a, we, we do a sports show um, every Friday. And he'll come in and, you know, I'll be getting the articles together and stuff and he'll hook up his mic and whatever. And, and I'm like trying to concentrate to get the show ready, but Justin just wants to talk. And it's not about sports. It's just about whatever the fuck Justin wants to talk about. So I just started, I started, uh, recording that shit and just making it its own show because I was just like, like I had to keep telling people every week, like, all right, well, look, it's, we didn't put it out on a podcast, but, go to like uh the spreecast like you know video you can rewatch it and the first hour is us talking about like i don't know our love of titties or some shit <laughs> and then, you know we spent an hour on that yeah. seems like enough time was allotted yeah yeah that like and it's never planned oh wait rock can i interrupt you so yeah. fast okay um so you know i'm 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 celibate we were talking about titties that's why i came up with this. Mm. so we were talking i'm celibate that's a thing whatever we'll talk about it later um and so i've been watching a lot of porn lately mm-hmm. and i found a new shorty i like and i was wondering if you might like her too her name is harley dean yeah, of course I know Harley Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a beast, man. Um, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Her gift for taking it is quite nice, and she has a really, really, really nice taste. She does. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't get enough credit, man, because everybody's always going skin diamond Tiana Trump. But I feel like Harley Dean should get mentioned in there. Like Harley Dean is like the Russell Westbrook uh porn where yeah, she should have been part of that mvp conversation that's all i'm saying you, <laughs> you have to at least discuss her is what i'm saying she's stunning she's, she's beautiful yeah. beautiful this have is a great attitude, attitude okay this right. is my work computer it's <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, it's real when you're looking on the work computer man. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's what? Dean? Dean? Yeah, right. Yeah, Harley right. Dean. Harley Dean. Yeah. That is, uh, She's general. beautiful. I'm so glad. Karen, have you seen Harley Dean? No. See, Rod is a point of source, so, um, <laughs> he, like, he has, like, uh, good memory and he you know a lot of times it's one of those memory. Things, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
yeah i'd I be like I, I i don't know who she is yeah well i have such a good memory i'm constantly reminding myself what these ladies look like mm-hmm. um, that is so <laughs> brave of you <laughs> she, she's incredible sorry i just because you said titties and i was like oh who have i looked at lately and i have to say harley dean is incredible i googled harley dean and my computer i think knows that it's a work computer uh like nothing is blocked but it came up and it was like nine million seven hundred thousand results didn't pull auto pull up any images. <laughs> <laughs> sure? Like, I mean, hundred percent sure you want to look at this. Like, because yeah. we're trying to censor it. Quick, yes, Harley Dean is gorgeous. Anyway, I'll, I'll put her. Uh, I'll put her picture up in the uh, chat. Oh, yeah, my oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't get enough credit, guys. So. I approve. Yeah, she um, doesn't get enough credit. I think also with porn, though, there's like uh, we don't trust skinny, light skinned chicks. They mm-hmm. lazy. They don't work hard. But she works hard. <laughs> yes, I feel like I feel like 2015. I can't feel that at all. <laughs> How can I have the same person? Though? I feel like 20... 20, 2015 is definitely the year of light-skinned people moving up. I guess. Um, We're making a comeback. Yeah, like, matter of fact, to get right into the news, um, this, this like, uh, the anger and envy that I have for, for, this, for this man uh, this year is so ridiculous, but... <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Dr- Drake is dating Serena Williams. Yes, did you see For the picture? Real? I'm gonna look at this right now. Wow, back to back, indeed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. Loves to date whoever's in the news. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's like, oh, is she big right now? It's gonna be about that. Well, he he definitely. Oh, uh, also Serena's the baddest bitch ever. Uh-huh. that too. Yeah. he definitely won the summer. I mean. The Meek Mill diss that just will never stop. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you think you think his next line's going? She was dating this singer nigga, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy too because like in the game of like black girl chess, like it's like if if, if Beyonce is like the queen, you know what I'm saying? If Beyonce is the queen, mm-hmm. then like Nicki Minaj would probably be like a knight or something. But but that clearly would make like Serena the king of the chess set because you know she's the most dominant athlete of of modern day Ain't history. She um, and you know clearly like her track record is you know very sought after. I mean, I common. Uh, oh, remember when Ooh. she was dating that one dude that's just like a fat white dude? He was like a oh, I'm thinking of her sister. One of them was dating like a a useless golf player. Right. Yeah. A useless, a useless, a useless. And then um Serena was dating CC Sabathia. Do you remember yep. that? Yep. <laughs> Serena got like quite the track list, but she's yeah. but, but like in the good way where people like are just trying to be next on that list. And yes. Drake grew the beard. I knew he was hitting the gym for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> All these you fucking. Can't, you can't be a strong dude and you get getting bad shots from Serena. <laughs> right. You can, but that's a real specific choice that you've made. Yes, and, you and, and, you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to have feelings on a rap song. It's another thing when your girlfriend can, like, throw you over her shoulder and, like, take you over the threshold. Right. She's way more swole than you are. Right. right. And so he's he been taking them selfies. Oh, and I cannot 
wait until he start being on the fucking sidelines it's gonna be well, he everything are, he already, he's already been in a couple yeah um, at Wimbledon yeah. he was there with his like Carlton crew neck and like he's tied he's tied with sweater yeah. and it was good it was great and my, he was like so high you know what I mean she crushed like I think was it Maria Sharapova she crushed her so bad Drake was laughing yes in the, <laughs> in the skybox that was actually when he came up with the idea of coming back at Meek Mill. That that second <laughs> that he started laughing. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, he, I wish okay. I could. I wish someone in my industry would let me dominate them nationally the way they should do it. Can we talk about that though? Because I realized this, and I was so proud of myself. She for was that direct shame that I realized. If you listen to Rico in the beginning, Drake says your dream girl or the girl of your dreams is like not a problem for me or like you know probably mm. simple i can't remember what the exact line is and then in meek's verse he goes woke up with the girl of my dreams she's yep. a beetle he literally shades him directly in the same fucking song that they're making together like that and that was when they were making a song together and theoretically well, I, mean, not, they, I don't think that they were ever friends like if, yeah you if, said it's way back right well i mean i don't even know that it's way back but you're not gonna be talking about wanting to smash my shorty for five years and then we're gonna be people <laughs> well, 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 well you know what I'm not even gonna lie. If dating Serena meant meant that I had to get in shape and and grow a beard and shit too, I would be doing the same thing. I feel like dating Serena, like a guy shows up at your doorstep in a suit with shades on and shit, and hands you an envelope that tells you like you have six months to get ready. (laughs) It was. It wouldn't be fair to just spring this on you <laughs> right away, but like if you get a trainer and you Shit, change, I'll be a vegan and everything. You change your lifestyle, uh, you might be able to get with this in six months. And You're you, so right because I'll, Serena is gonna win that grand slam. She's gonna have that grand slam when she wins the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and you can't be dr- bringing Drake up to the podium, look at all kinds of scrawny and pop mark <laughs> at me. Yeah, so you gotta have a big. Big top girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> one of those chat room people said Drake is the best sports wife ever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen the basketball wife. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, he is just rounding that out real good. He's going like sport to sport here. Like, he's a yeah. bucket, but he somehow escapes criticism because I know he's a fuck boy and I still love him. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I don't think it's that he escapes criticism. It's like, it's just a net positive. Like, we love him more than we hate him. Like, well, 20, 2015, 2015 being <laughs> the year of the light-skinned person, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it, I don't think anything would stick to him if you wanted it to. Mm. Like, in that Meek Mill diss song, if that's what you want to call it, um, <laughs> in, in that in that thing... Yelling <laughs> yeah. more inaudibly, and I to understand that he said something mean, but I didn't yeah. hear it. There's I like there's like movie clips between bars. <laughs> and, <laughs> the craziest part about that beef for me though was because like I grew up a WWF fan. I was like really into it until I was like maybe 15 or 16. So to have the Undertaker, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash all tweet at me, no, right? Oh my god! Like even like even like Whataburger was tweeting at him. Yeah, you know, like it was. Wow. But like in that like in that song, he he ends it with saying something about Drake let somebody pee on him, 
and that would stick to probably anyone else Right. Yeah. I don't care. No, I don't even. No. I don't even want to know what the what the answer is. The key would stick to him. Not the problem. No. But that's the thing. It's kind of just like that's what happens when you go at somebody who's ostensibly very corny and who has been publicly corny for so long. Right. Makes his own memes. It's basically like how you know how um, Rabbit did in fucking Eight Miles. Like, right. well, I dissed myself. So what are you gonna say now? Right. Yeah. And he's also funny. Like, I mean, say what you right. want to about Drake. He was good on Saturday Night Live. He, he was, was good. really good on SNL. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. He was good in um, uh, Anchorman for the brief cameo that he's in there. So like, right in the sequel, I didn't see it. Yeah, in Anchorman too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's in the well. I guess it's a spoiler. It's been out. It's it's on like Netflix, guys. Go watch Anchorman too. Anyway, Drake's in there for a little bit. But the thing is, he he has comedic timing, which is something that you know it's hard to teach anyway. But right, like that's not like funny people are not the kind of people you really want to argue with because they they might say some shit that'll embarrass you. And all he really did on back to back was make jokes really for two minutes. But, yeah. but it's like punchline set up punchline set up punchline for like two minutes and that's enough to make me be like i don't care that he got peed on and right. i don't even want to know the answer <laughs> right. and, 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 and the thing is like he's so light-skinned right now that pete just rolled off of him and he just kept going it ain't like the piece so anyway, he's uh, he's drinking he's uh, he's drinking Serena Williams. I meant dating. Um, yeah. Well, but it, I think there's another part of it. Well, number one, it's undeniable. Like he's also like smoking hot. You know what I mean? He's like this hot guy. It's like making fun of like Ryan Gosling, where you're yeah. like, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna walk home and be Ryan Gosling. Like, that's he's the- got a good situation, even if people are making fun of him. That's pretty. That's pretty true. And then also, what's uh, what's what's the the name the name of the the actress from Precious? Gabrielle Sidibe. Gabrielle Sidibe. Did y'all see that tweet? Like after she went to um. I want to say it was the Emmys, mm-hmm. and so, like all these people were like, she looks like you know a whale, and just really shitty things about her weight, like mm-hmm. on Twitter. And she's like, "You guys, I just want to let you know, I read everything you said, and I'm just crying on my private plane, living my dream." <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing response was like, "Yeah." You guys yeah. can hate all day and night. I'm going to be over here successful at the thing that I want to do. Well, yeah. the thing like, the thing with Drake <laughs> is that, like, for a while, he was considered jokeable as far as his looks. Like, because people were just... He was ugly for, like, up until maybe five years ago. And I don't yeah. know if it's because I know he has money now. Mm. Um, <laughs> y- 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 y'all know <laughs> what? He he did the same thing. He went through the same transformation that Rihanna went through. when we, A few yeah. years ago, Rihanna was just really, really just straight. I can't explain it. And then she got, like, the old lady spread where you kind of get little your breasts plump out you get a little mm-hmm. thicker like it's just naturally happened to women and mm-hmm. with him yeah. as he got older he just he began to grow his beard out you know yeah. i can't i can't explain it it's like well, he that's what i'm saying well, it's like that you bring up rihanna not to cut you yeah. off Go ahead. i remember uh this would have been 2005 maybe 2006 
Um, at my my sophomore year at school, they have this thing called lawn parties, and they do it right before that's class Chris started. Brown this is creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like they have this thing called lawn parties where they bring out celebrities to the eating clubs, and they like do this whole like party, day drink all day, whatever. Rihanna came on our campus. I'm talking fucked up long brown weave. Mm. She looked like fucking me, right? Like there was no money, no makeup. She looked awful. And she sounded terrible. She did I'm not get her doorstep um, you at all. Me Okay, fine. But uh you know my obsession with Rihanna, so this is not an insult. But Shorty like couldn't sing for shit. Mm. I mean she still but um <laughs> but she did a cover of Bob Marley's Redemption song, and it was fucking terrible. And I remember all of my friends being like, all of us being like, oh, she ain't going to be nobody's star. <laughs> anybody's star. Karen, you went away. She coming back. And, coming back. and, um, and then all of a sudden, Shorty dyes her hair black, gets a funky haircut, sings about fucking, and she's good to go. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? She stopped being, I think in one way, she stopped being whatever, like, made-up image they had for, like... Well, they were trying to make her Beyonce like... Pop star, like, yeah, they their were, idea of how to do that. Right, they were trying to make her, like, Caribbean Beyonce. Yeah. And then and then the dream was like, let's sing about fucking. And, you know, nine minutes with, with, with that other dude. Uh, he wore an umbrella in nine minutes wow. with that other guy that he... Talk about someone not giving a fuck about your career. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, you know what we could do is we could stop pretending... That Rihanna is not like com- a complete different person than what we're pretending she is, yeah. and trying to market her as, and we could let her be who she really wants to be. Well, it was just kind of like the thing for me was uh, like even with Drake, like five months ago, he was catching a lot of flack. Like, yeah, but and then like he, like I say, he hit the gym, he grew the beard, and it wasn't like because he already had like I'd say women probably twenty five and under. He probably already had that market sewed up. But, mm-hmm. but then I started seeing like aunties tweeting about right. some Drake, and that, that was, was that was different. To you. Yeah, well, mine was like, you you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, you're a man. I can be the mama. When did you start growing your beard, Rod? Uh, uh, I don't know, a year uh, ago, uh, year and some change, maybe. So, have you noticed, like, a marked difference in how women in public spaces receive you? Uh, yeah, some, sometimes, man, like, um, I was in a, did I say this on the show, where I was, I was in, um, CVS? Mm-mm. Okay, well, alright, well, I was in CVS, and, um, I went to get, like, whatever it was that I needed to get, it was, like, some not sexy shit, right? Like, I think you oh, may have, go ahead. I need... Is Cream, she still wants to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'll spread them on them Yeah, I, I was like, I need. It was like I need. I need. I like to think you're buying those like six dollar like ugly slippers that are like, do you need slippers? Yeah. But you're in a situation where you have no other options. <laughs> <laughs> Buy these slippers because this is literally your only option. I had to get um a battery for our alarm sensor. I think was what I had to get, and then like. I don't know. I think then I got and then I got those floss picks. Which look, this episode is not sponsored by floss picks, but everybody can go. <laughs> but they shit. They Flo- are the shit. Floss picks. You got sensitive gums because you drink mm-hmm. too much sweet alcoholic drinks, like I do. 
Flossic, dog. Listen, I'll never go back to floss. All right, guys. Like, um, but yeah, flossic. So I was getting that, which you know probably means like to her, like my I still wear a watch and my breath stinks. If she was, you know, like if you're just a casual observer or something. And um, I got in line, and this the lady was like, "When did you start growing that beard or something like that?" Or like, I like your beard. And then she oh, said, "Right." And then she said I looked rugged, which I'm like, what rugged nigga buys floss picks and fucking it batteries for like it alarm batteries? It but she meant she meant rugged the way they market fossil watches. Right. Or the like manly. Right. Or yeah she meant rugged like camp gear rugged right. and yeah. you know what baby that's the same thing that the dudes uh do to women they start with your hair yeah well okay so they started she said that right Mm -hmm. which is funny because when i walked in she was talking to her co-worker and she was saying that people always mistake her for flirting with people because she says honey and baby and shit like you know karen does that too i'm guilty of that so i'm kind of immune to that anyway so if you like if you walked up to me and said sweetie honey some shit i'd just be like oh you're just being nice or you can't help yourself but i would never be like oh this person is definitely trying to to get the dick or some shit like that (laughs) like i would but i would probably never really think that in general right Nah, you miss all the cues you're terrible so i'm in line and she's saying and she's supposed to be checking out my my shit but she's saying that about my beard and how it looks rugged and all this shit and then she starts asking about how i'm growing it and what i do to it and then she told me (laughs) what product you you use so at that point at that point i'm still thinking like man she's very interested in this beard and i do remember she had this oh come on i'm dead i'm dead serious they don't care about well, yeah. he also Yo, I want to taste your pussy. Like, just, oh. and they all laughed, and they were like, oh, we're so hilarious. And I didn't turn around and go, yeah, you wouldn't know what to do with that. Like, if you're yelling at a right. group, like, with a group. Like, but then also, the, the next one was this, like, drunk white dude, and he was pressing Maria real serious. And the only thing I thought was, like, I wish that that um, street harassment video would have been taken because yeah. now we have evidence that white guys do it too. <laughs> <laughs> he was pressing me, but he was just pressing us, and I was closer to him than he was. Well, you know what? Like the thing is with that is like, I, if if I would have been walking down the street and she would have said, "I want to taste your dick." I would have definitely been like, oh yeah, she's probably flirting, but <laughs> right. But if that's like the level it would have to be, like honestly, a woman would probably have to grab me in some kind of way before I was like, oh my god, this is this is a sexual interaction. Please stop. But the other thing, Wait, so so she was sitting there 
Like, were you at the cash register? Like, yes. What this interaction is going on? Right. Well, she's yeah. checking my stuff out. Like, not my. She's, she's processing my transaction at the register. So, like, I don't have. Oh, she was like, checking we, your stuff out too. Now, okay. Your transaction, but you were not processing. Your right, I was not. I was not because she was trying to <laughs> transact, and you were like, "I didn't know that I was retail." So, um, do you guys wear wedding rings? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So then the other thing was, um, so at that point I was like, um you know like oh no i didn't do anything it just kind of grows like this or whatever and then <laughs> she was like um it come off my face like this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i woke up like this so she was like um you uh because my ex-boyfriend uh he, oh god yeah he she was like he um my ex couldn't grow a beard but he was trying to grow a beard but uh i like your beard and then this late <laughs> this lady <laughs> Women are so bad at that because we don't practice. We're not used to looping dudes in. We usually was she, stand was there. Was she like older, younger? No, like, she, what, what does she look like? Just paint a picture for us. She was like my age, like probably like probably about my age, maybe a little bit younger. She's like um, 35, 34, 35. Yeah, I'll say like 34, 35. I mean, she wasn't like, I don't know. She looked average. Like she wasn't overweight or anything. She was just a black lady. Um, she was was like, she pretty? She was, yeah, she was all right. Like it was, Put it. I don't think she looked like the kind of woman that did not need to come on to guys to get them okay. to talk to her. Like That's she, asking, you know what I mean? Like she probably gets harassed all day in that job just because dudes can't help them. You know how dudes are. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna actually run my candy guard against this uh, scanner, then you must want my dick. So. <laughs> So, so I, a man goes through the day without letting all the women he wants to have sex with know that he wants to have sex with them. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I was like, I try to be conscious of that and not do, you know, even like kind of weirdly creepy shit. So, so it was like uh, way out of my zone. And then the this white lady who's like fucking forty or fifty or something behind us <laughs> chimes in too, and she was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I was like." for like Ashton Kutcher to come out or something <laughs> and, uh, like that the two be black people instead of Ashton Kutcher because they're really <laughs> it on BET yeah. <laughs> who are they making it with well, I think it's like gonna vary yeah it's not gonna be like one it's not gonna be Ashton you know how they changed it up the last season they had it on MTV yeah yeah well, yeah I think they're gonna do that with black people this time well it definitely shouldn't be Ashton Kutcher for a variety of reasons one of them being that horrible campaign that he did for Pop Chips where they dressed him like an Indian dude, where they painted him brown and made him an Indian dude and had him. Was it Hassan Minaj who called him out on that? Yeah. 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 Whoa. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who called him out? Um, and you know Hassan Minaj, he's a uh, really great uh, stand-up comic. He's one of the correspondents on a daily show, like an Indian dude. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. I remember um, there was like a he. If, if I'm correct, because I'm also racist. If, um, if I'm correct, it's Hassan Minaj who did like a parody of the Pop Chips 
um, ads that were like mocking white people for mocking Indian people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. Right, I got Do you remember this, Canada? This might be like four or five years ago. This is like inside comedy baseball shit, but. Wait, is it, wait, is it, is it the dude that's on the brink right now? Or do you guys, do y'all guys watch that? Y'all probably don't watch no, that. No, I saw five minutes of the first episode and I was like, nah. Okay. I barely made it through that episode of Ballers that preceded it, so you're asking a lot of me to watch that terrible fucking show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and y'all what's even funnier is that Roderick is so bad with catching clues the Verizon lady was 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 trying to get at him and he was just oblivious yeah uh, well, Karen is what did, this. what did the Verizon lady do did she touch your dick and you didn't realize that she Karen is enjoying this le- uh, way too much, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If somebody wanted to fuck my man but couldn't have him, I'd be like, yeah, look at all these bitches trying to fuck my dick. <laughs> I it, Thank you. The, the Verizon lady, um, she, you know, I was I was getting a new phone and case and shit, and um, she oh, said it's Asif uh, so that's the other guy on the Daily Show, but Hassan Minaj is a new guy. Sorry to cut you off. No, nah, no problem, no problem. Um, so he was um, well, she was checking my uh, she's doing my transaction with the phone or whatever, <laughs> and she's she, saying that like it doesn't mean something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she um, so she was like being really thorough at the end, like because like it was taking forever and we got interrupted a couple times and all this shit. That is so why was it taking forever, Rod? Uh, people were coming in. And stuff. So, so, um, like, so, um, and I think like she, her kid came in because her kid, like, <laughs> she had sex with my mom. <laughs> so, so, like, she Carter, was. Um, did you want to be like your dad? <laughs> I didn't like your beard. I think you look ragged. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so uh at the end though like you know they normally like give, give you like their business card or something yeah to be like oh if you have any problems like you know so at the end she like puts her personal phone number in my phone get out of here in real life yeah in real yeah. life and then um the, i was getting a i was getting a rebate right and so um i was supposed to have like this paperwork for this rebate um and i get home oh eh, all right so i get home i go to charge up my case that i got the case is the wrong size right mm-hmm. so i'm like damn i gotta go back and get a new case well also she she like carved her face like into the inside of the case <laughs> 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 she like, and like, me. <laughs> so so when i go to um you know go to check my um uh, you know put the phone in the case i noticed she's called me too and she was like oh um i was calling to check to see if um, everything was okay with your phone also yeah in real life and she was also like and i have your rebate paperwork so if you could come back up here and uh and and get it um that would be great she gave you the wrong size case on purpose and you know definitely definitely right it's the equivalent equivalent of leaving your jacket at a one night stands apartment yeah so you can come back and get it so um because like that was the thing you know when you get a new phone there's no contacts in until you like upload everything so Mm -hmm. like the call was like so and so from Verizon. I was just like, 
what like <laughs> keisha from verizon i don't know fucking uh keisha from verizon and so it's not really keisha but you yeah. get you get my okay, yeah, 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 yeah yeah you get yes, my yeah. not a question ron mm-hmm. because my credit is not good enough for verizon so i'm a t-mobile shorty okay is that just good customer service that you rich people that, pay for that's see yeah, that's see, what he was saying now see that's what i thought yeah and that's I what i testified to know <laughs> and that's what i told karen when she came home because i was like just in case, Karen, you should just come up here with me and uh, we can do the tr- phone you thing. You know how I'm with you? That's like when you bring a dude to walk you through the streets of New York to be like, it'll be so nice when no one bothers me. Like, you brought her. That's amazing. I love that. I love the shit out of that. So she, um, so that's, so, so when I went up there with Karen, it was a lot less uh, hands-on-y, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a lot, it was a lot more business transaction. And yeah, then, she, didn't um, have, she didn't have anything else to offer you. Like the first time you came around, she's like, "Oh, you can get a thirty percent discount <laughs> off of this pencil case." You know that? Let I'm me show you, you how to get a different kind of discount. Like, fuck this case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time, the first time it was all, <laughs> the first time it was all like, um, yeah. If you need anything, just you know, make sure you give me a call. Don't even worry about like uh calling the 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 one eight hundred number. Just call me direct and all this shit, right? Or you could text me and all this. But then that time it was just like, all right, here's you your case. Video chat me. <laughs> right, right. If you want to, yeah. what you doing later? <laughs> so then, so all right, so even after that, uh, I was still kind of like, like we actually, actually, we had an episode of the pregame with me and Justin where we mm-hmm. talked about this story. We had a good deal on that phone too. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> 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 Yes, you go. Yes, if, put like put like this. If you if 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 you gonna be slanging for the family, at least benefit. You know yeah. what? I, the thing that's funny is we really. If you're gonna hold yourself out. There better be some kind of fiscal like. Oh, right. yeah. the, the thing that's funny is we really did get a good deal on that phone. You like like, like I want to laugh, but like we got no, a two hundred dollar rebate. We got two hundred dollars off that phone, and then right. I ch- I checked our bill this month. We have a negative bill. Like they gave us two hundred dollars for the bill. To whoever Blue Cat is, that said Keisha no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so all right. So as, I was still convinced at that point where I was like, because Justin was also like, nah. I think she was flirting, and I was like, I don't think so. So then I had to get Karen a phone. I went to a different Verizon. Um, <laughs> and you found a dude with a beard, and you're like, "This is Karen, and she is not my wife." What that, see, like. that's, that's the other part of this whole equation. Is I'm an introvert, so flirting wouldn't even be my thing if it was a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. just it would just exhaust me anyway to be like, "Oh, something clever to say about your titties." Hold on, like, you know, <laughs> so like, um, the next person, like, she helped me at this other Verizon no phone numbers oh. no car no call me for anything uh-huh. none of that That's shit how that works. right and i was like fuck i bought a phone so many times i should have known that that shit was different <laughs> that was that was on me man 
But I know they make they make you feel comfortable. That is always what people do that are taking advantage of you. They're like, no, 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 this is like industry standard. Why don't you just sit on this couch while you audition? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Enough right. about enough about me. Let's talk about more news stuff, okay, guys? No, no, no. This is pretty good. I think you should tell us more. <laughs> Um, your feelings surrounding it, Rob. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> speaking of feeling, speaking of feeling myself, Nicki Minaj has been posting ugly pictures of people that talk shit about her online. Oh, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> Not only am I fine with it, I feel like everyone should do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Quit so going after celebrities, man. People go on her Instagram, right? Well, come on. Right and uh they say you know fucked up things yes they do to to celebrities all the time especially especially celebrity women right right yeah they're hypercritical women for sure yeah and, and yeah. if you're sexy at all like if, if sex is part of what you're selling oh you definitely gonna catch it so mm-hmm. she, i don't understand why they're hypercritical of women it's not like us as a society also <laughs> judge women like that there's no reason that they would be like that on that one social media channel that's completely visually focused yeah it really, it, it really comes out of nowhere it comes out of nowhere and i don't know what happens where it but, only happens to nikki um <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm perfectly i'm so fine with this i'm so fine with this because the shade is and you'll probably read it in whatever article you've mm-hmm. got on it but the shade is she's not shading them at all she's just showing pictures of somebody and then writing what they said yeah, and, yeah. That, it's just her yeah. she took the picture of him up and then she goes she dissing me that's it that's amazing like yeah it, she's like perfect. all right well let's let's have a conversation then you want to have a conversation you felt pretty safe in that comment section yeah. right look at you right you felt you safe have, in that comment find section out what it's like to be the center to be of criticized. yeah absolutely. yeah enjoy that right. she doesn't have to say a word about them she can let the world do to them what they are doing to her i mean i just never understand okay there are celebrities that i really hate and it's gonna sound crazy but um, Justin Timberlake and Chrissy Teigen are the subjects of my irrational hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like them as a couple. You know, okay. and you're like, well, my kids. hatred for Justin Timberlake is not irrational, but my hatred for Chrissy Teigen almost is. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I wouldn't go looking for their shit and being like, hey guys, let's call Chrissy Teigen ugly. Like, I would just mind my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we yeah. should spread the word that Justin Timberlake is a terrible human being and shouldn't get any money ever because mm. he capitalized on black shit he don't fuck with black people he also pulled out Janice Titty and pretended he had nothing to do with it mm-hmm. he's a fuck boy and he went after Prince I'm with but Chrissy yeah, I just think Chrissy's annoying and so I should go there you really feel oh, Justin permed his hair because he stopped fucking with black people except for Jay-Z but nobody want to talk about it anyway mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> No, you. I, I I listened to an episode. Uh, it was either I think it was Three of Negroes back then, mm-hmm. but you convinced me to uh, not like Justin Timberlake. Like, he ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen is just annoying, so I can't just go to her Instagram and like call her ugly. I mean, She's you, paid for being beautiful, and I just don't like her. You can physically do that, like you could. I mean, I could, but it's not like a reasonable human thing to do. Yeah, yeah it's almost like I think Rob, you talk about this a lot. Um, you. Karen have talked about this a lot, this idea that 
um, as like exciting as it is to be a celebrity, like see, um, want to become a celebrity, people sort of just engage on this like journey of dehumanizing you. Yeah. And right. become a product instead of yeah. a person. You and, know what I mean? And the idea that like, Saying you think Nicki Minaj is ugly like wouldn't hurt her feelings is really crazy. But it's also yeah. like it's it's I know that so much of how we view celebrities is based on the way that they look because we're visual social animals and like that's a huge part of that's why we like Instagram and why Instagram is on the uprise and like Twitter is going down like in terms of like advertising, engaging, advertising, yeah. everything is because we are visual. But it's like what it really shows at the end of the day is like that's how shitty it is to like how unnatural like celebrity is, you know right. what I mean? Because you stop thinking of them as people and you start thinking of something to either love or hate mm-hmm. and critique every little thing that they did and every yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is envy and um, right. you know and jealousy, especially like at this point sometimes it's not even for the money it's just for the attention because because like everyone can kind of try to be their own celebrity now mm-hmm. with, with uh social media and stuff so it's like this person is more successful at getting the attention that i want and i can either yeah. i can either say fucked up shit about them and siphon off some attention for myself where people will give me attention because i'm talking about them do you think that that's I mean, maybe that's true. I mean, it, trolls exist for a reason, but like, right. is that sad? Like, is that satisfying? It's like, well, I'm not even I'm talking. Like, okay, I'm, I called Nicki Minaj ugly, and I got like a hundred followers because of it. And then what? Well, I'm not even talking about um, trolling necessarily. I mean, there's well-meaning people that I don't even think they understand themselves on that level. But that oh, okay. they essentially right. like put it for example. Um, for like uh the latest movie is um uh straight out of compton right that's like made a hundred million dollars right everybody has an opinion about straight out of compton what was left in what was left out the movie itself the uh interviews that people are doing about it our podcast yesterday was about it um like radio shows are going to be about it there's several like outlets with articles and publications that have like front page stories about it they're interviewing the barns they're like like this is the thing right now currently that you will get attention from talking about uh two weeks ago or last week it was trump you know like mm-hmm. um i yeah. i think maybe i'm just because i'm just that cynical and maybe because we do this for a living mm-hmm. I view everything that way where it's like, well, this is the thing to talk about. Right. If straight out of Compton would have made $20 million over the last two weeks and been a commercial like failure, I don't think we get as much talk about it because it's kind of mm-hmm. like, even though every single thing is still the same, right? The movie's the same, the things they left out are the same. But then it's like, if I wrote about this, do people care? Do I, no. do I even care as much? So, so I feel like that happens with celebrity as well, where people are like, I don't really care about crying babies in public, but what I do care is Kim Kardashian's baby was crying in public. Okay. So now I gotta go write about it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, um, but it also just like makes sense, right? You don't care about something until everybody's talking about it, right? Yeah. So, um, like you don't talk about the popular girl in school necessarily because you like the popular girl in school. You just talk, she's just what everybody's talking about. I mean, like I was just on, uh, I was just 
taping a podcast that'll come out in a couple of days. Um, and one of the topics of conversation was like so, uh, a black woman who's like very uh, pro-black. Mm-hmm. Also hates Bill Cosby, but is very pro-black at the same time. It's kind of just like w- y'all need to talk about Jared Fogle and you need to talk yeah. about Josh Duggar to the same degree that you're talking about Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. And I was like, yeah, but like Jared is some nigga from Subway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, it's not even, yeah, it's not, the thing, like, you know what, the problem with that. a reality TV show, like, right. no one cares. And that's not to say that it's right, right? like, their victims are still whole people. Right. These are all equally victims. But if your question is why the public at large doesn't want to talk about this to the same degree, yeah, because we only care about people who affect us. Well, not just you that, know, but I, I mean, hear like about Josh Duggar until he um, got in trouble for mm-hmm. the. Yeah. Um, for I didn't know. I knew that there was a right. Duggar family. Same. I didn't know they had a kid. I didn't know this one got married. I didn't know he was fingering his sister. I didn't know shit until he got in trouble for fingering his sisters. Bill Cosby. I've known Bill Cosby since before I was born. That's how much I know <laughs> Bill Cosby. You know well, the, thing, the other thing about it is this, though, um, that people <laughs> that bring up that argument conveniently forget. It's not even just that he was the most like prolific artist and like celebrity of all these people that we're naming, like Bill Cosby, America's dad, quote unquote, for all these people. Like it wasn't just that. He's also America's most prolific rapist. Like even his rape is prolific <laughs> and should be discussed in an entirely different category <laughs> than these other people. and everything he does and, and i think for me what people also are glossing over is that you don't have people defending these other people to the extent right. as you do anytime you say like everybody's making jokes about jared in subway nobody is coming and be like yes yeah, right to rape kids nobody's doing that <laughs> you know but but, but when you, Right. Yes. Well, you know what? Babies love (laughs) Well, the other thing is that those. Those. The thing is, like, also, there's just this like element of it where like Jared went to jail. Like Jared's going to jail, right? Right. It's a resolved um, situation for the most part. He's admitted guilt. There isn't like you don't need to talk about it anymore. I I think like Andy Klein and um, Randolph Terrence were talking about this on Three Guys On this morning. They they were just saying like. Jared is done. Case closed, right? right? Bill Cosby's out here coming up with ways to smear potential rape victims. Right. We having a different conversation because it's ongoing. Well, the other the other part is he's contributed so much to like he humanized black people for so many enclaves, and then he humanized the poor ones. But that's right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like people, there were so many people in America that just couldn't conceptualize like a black thing living out their lives right, right, and right. anything other than whatever like you know portrayal that they had in their minds from the news and then he went on and came on to sitcoms and then eventually had his own and then I said oh 
black people are people too. So it's really hard when you see someone make a lot of really important contributions mm-hmm. to yeah. a catastrophe. That's what the scandal is, right? Yeah. Because like Josh Duggar is a nobody, ultimately. Well, so that's the thing. The thing for him are the people who are also in his crazy church. But right. like Bill Cosby managed to sort of snatch the attention of mainstream society at large. So obviously more people are going to be affected. Obviously more people are going to have a conversation about it. Yeah. But then she tried to make the point um, that, like, all sexual offenses are equally offensive and that we should be talking about them um, in the same way, with the same sort of gravitas and um, weight. And I think that's a legitimate point. I just don't think it's the one you need to nah, that's not, that, that is not a legitimate point because – like the number is is the number like you know what i'm saying like he is much better at rape than other people it's (laughs) it's like if you were saying like well why don't we talk about uh why don't we talk about um i don't know della Vadova as much as we talk about lebron james like because he's not as good at this thing like like one like the LeBron James of he date is, rape? Holy shit. Is, I would say he's the Michael Jordan of date rape. I would actually say. <laughs> yeah, he would go down in history as the best of all time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't, yeah, that I is. Mean, so, I mean, he's not. I feel like we're really ignoring R. Kelly. Uh, I feel like. Yeah. Well, oh, that was another point that she made also, which is that if there's a Bill Cosby, and I. I also think this is a legitimate point, although I haven't had much time to process it. Yeah. And her argument was that um, Bill Cosby is a black man, and he perpetrated these crimes against white women, which is unheard of, particularly for the time when he started, and that he went unnoticed or at least ignored. Mm -hmm. And so she's saying... If this nigga got away with it for 40 years, there's some white folk wilding out and have been wilding out for 10,000 years. Of course. So we need to do some investigating of them too. And I think that's a perfectly legitimate point. Yeah, of course. And if you look at it, and I don't know what this says about society as a whole, or what happened on that one particular day when the comic that outed him, but wasn't really out of him, it was something he, I saw him working on the bit that led to people. Yeah, we saw that and we're talking about yeah. it and then he yeah. they know it's him. Yeah, we, yeah, okay, yeah. We, we saw that like months before it ever became a thing, but I do think it's interesting that at the point at which we decided to acknowledge it, even though there were women and people talking about when a that man talked about it, yeah, not only a man but a black man talked about another black man doing it. Right. I mean, that's that is that's a that's a true point of it, and I don't know how it would have been received if it had been from somebody else because who was that poet in 2007 who spoke about it? She did some speech where she referenced like the um the woman at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean she's uh, a lesbian poet. She's very successful, and it's a it's a crying shame that I'm forgetting her name right now. Mm-hmm. But she's a Virginia Tech professor, um, and she mentioned his pound cake speech and was like, yo, oh, fuck yeah. that nigga Bill Cosby. I remember uh, that. What was her name? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, though. Um, the reason that R. Kelly gets away with it is because it was the black women. Yeah. On the hierarchy of what we care about, that gets a pass from a lot of people. And I remember at the time, so many people shamed those girls and their parents 
as if the r kelly yeah. part was a given like well of course you gotta molest or rape little kids yeah, if, oh sorry the name yeah. of the poet is nikki giovanni oh yeah man she's actually one of my favorite poets but um yeah but yeah so people were kind of like on some well that's the parents and those kids faults and even for cosby i mean technically he got away with it for I mean, they gave beverly johnson some of that grief even when she was yeah, exactly and, and for cosby it would take i mean to be to really compare it it would actually take us another uh 30 years for us to be like let's flip out on r kelly like, well, check this though. I didn't know this until I read the uh, Village Voice article about R. Yeah. R. Kelly that came out last summer. Which I'll admit this: like R. Kelly has. Sh- Ooh, that's gonna sound bad. I was yeah. about to say R. Kelly shaped my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a there's to some degree like a cultural disconnect between my parents and me because my parents are nigerian immigrants right yeah um one of the ways my father and i connected which also sounds terrible is we listened to r kelly albums together like we really love him as an artist and i was still sort of listening to r kelly but like not entirely guilt-free but i still was like laughing ironically but not so ironically attracted in the closet like i have a pandora radio station that's r kelly like i still love him as an artist but it wasn't until last summer when i read that village voice article i was like wow man i can't really i can't escape this anymore because yeah. not only it's real has he been perpetrating these crimes against these girls like over and over and over and over again but also, um, which is something that the author pointed out, there's this, like, audacity, there's this defiance, this, like, fuck you guys thing that he does, yeah. where he markets music to children, yeah. he yeah. sings about, like, child stuff, like Oreos, and, like, the Pied Piper, which I thought yeah. was, like, funny when I was 15, but, like, it's totally not. Right. And, like... Um, but the thing that alarmed me the most about the R. Kelly thing, and, and this happened also when I was watching Janae Rice apologize for getting fucked up by her husband, mm-hmm. knowing that her father was at the press conference really watching fucked with me. Yeah. I just feel like you're putting chocolate sauce on top of the bummer ice cream. <laughs> like, you remember this other fucked up shit that happened? Yeah. But then there was something in the Village Voice article about how that specific girl, the one who was on the tape that that got out, was Sparkle, the singer's cousin. And Sparkle immediately cut off R. Kelly. was like, fuck you, you my cousin, whatever. But that girl's father allowed R. Kelly, I don't want to implicate him, but allowed R. Kelly access because how R. Kelly made it go away was that he made that girl's father either like an executive producer or right. somebody who got credit on his album. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's receiving that. residuals. Yeah. And that you would pimp your daughter away like that. That's a real And that no. money can buy a child that way. Mm-hmm. Particularly mm-hmm. a black woman and you think about how often black girls are getting trafficked and stuff. It really fucked with well, and that's that slavery. That's an American it's slavery. slavery. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's slavery and that's of, of someone doing it to their own family member which is the most and then you, then you start to wonder about how dire situations. Is he picking shorties who he knows fathers are desperate right. enough to take that kind of money? Well, you, like, you read right. about how he would recruit them. He, yeah. would go to, he goes to his old high school right. that he went to, and he will present to the freshman choir, and then he'll, like, 
cherry pick them. He'll hang out in the parking so lot. Like, like, you want to go hang out in the middle of a group? Well, they did the get they did get his um like concert like release shit canceled uh with his last album like he was and he was canceled from a festival too right yeah yeah like there was a tour from shit like targets right it's kind of like why serial the most prolific serial killers kill prostitutes and homeless people because like no one's gonna care in the hierarchy of things like if you kill like one rich white family you'll be caught within 48 hours you know but if you kill like a whole lot of poor people or a whole lot of people that are marginalized yeah you can get away forever because people just in general feel like those things are supposed to happen to those people like i remember when that tape first came out um people saying like oh look at these fast girls and you know where where are their parents and shit like that and you're just like so when did we start saying that for child rape like that's totally different so it's so it's so fucking heartbreaking how little we give a shit about black women to this day right and especially like these are these are poor black families in a really segregated city which is chicago and I, but I also, there's something really heartbreaking that we spend so much time not only blaming children for getting right. raped, but also blaming their families. Yeah. Like, it's like you set them up right. to be in a situation where if someone like this came along, they could poach them. Right. And I'm not saying that there's no culpability there, but like the Village Voice article that she references, which is uh, in a lot of ways talking about the what's the Chicago paper that originally printed it. Uh, the Village Voice article is about the Chicago, Chicago research article that came out about it uh, mm-hmm. like years previous. And one of the things they talk about in there is that the journalist went, I mean, he even went to Aaliyah's house, who in some fucked up fashion, we like to think of there being some kind of Romeo and Juliet, like, okay thing, right. whatever happened between them. Right. And she was, was she either 13 or 14 when they got married, right. and then the courts turned it down. Right. And her mother cried on his shoulder and said that he ruined her life. Yep. We think of that plane crash as ruining Aaliyah's life. Right. Art Kelly ruined Aaliyah's life. Yeah, I'm not it's, saying it's, that it's, he didn't make her famous, but he made her famous, and he fucked a child. But, but see, that's the thing is, uh, going kind of full circle, people worship the idea of celebrity and fame so much the average person is so disconnected from empathy when it comes to that that they're like well look she just wanted to be famous and if that means that at 14 your parents set you up to fuck some old dude and marry him what's wrong with that you know and yeah. that, that like people are just that fucked up when it comes to those things um but yeah i, I, I you know i think 
Well, it's also like people need money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like my cousin always makes this great point. Like she's a legal aid attorney, so she gets to see how people like housing for old people and stuff that are that are poor. Like she really gets to see like how people are at the end of the shitty lives that they have been allotted, like to be alive, but in the most marginal way. Right. And she's like, yeah, you get mad at women for like fucking to make money, but men have all the money. What else are we supposed to do? Right, like, a right. lot of them are given mechanisms to do otherwise. And plus, I mean, well, my whole thing with all that shit is that uh, men, it's not like men are any better about that kind of shit. We just don't have the same options. Like, Correct. if we legit thought we had the options, like, if I could trap serena williams into a marriage <laughs> and, a, and a baby i would fucking do that like why wouldn't you want to do that just for the security financially like i would at least even if it's just like a one percent chance like why not take the lottery shot on just like trapping oprah with a baby or some shit like it, it doesn't seem crazy yeah, to like me like that episode of the Chappelle show when he gets yes. pregnant and he runs through the production office and he's like i quit i quit i quit i quit right like men try to pull this like moral high ground but we just don't have the chance to do the shit you know what yeah. i mean it's because it's because it's not like in our nature we don't have those same type of qualities so look, at, look at how many men yourselves out of trap and box that's what you did <laughs> you made it so that we have to pretend to want to keep it on lock and so now you can't get rich off of me right stupid, stupid patriarchy here's what you can do though is what you got to do like we were talking about earlier is you just got to stay motivated you know what i mean and you really got to look at what you want and if right. Serena's what you're shooting for you're gonna start with the Verizon lady, okay? Right. There you and go. So you're gonna slowly climb the ladder <laughs> until you can finally hit your mark. Which yeah, you just grow a beer and work out for yeah. a year, and then you just, you know, leave your wife and ruin Meek Mill in the rap battle, and then you're all set. So. I can work work my way up to CVS, and <laughs> yeah, the, the, the thing and is Verizon, and then Serena's next. <laughs> yeah but, but yeah i think guys always try to like act like we have some moral high ground when it's just like because like if it was that case then why is there so much like jealous ass domestic violence and abuse and shit if, if men are just so fucking above this idea of trapping somebody right. what's that if not really imprisoning somebody through threats of physical violence and Absolutely. actually carrying it out so you all right so much time hating women that is such a big part of how we operate today that it is just like daunting like how common it is yeah speaking <laughs> speaking of which man there was a um matter of fact let's just do fucking with black people but we're just not gonna sing the song um there sorry are so we like we're running so long sorry oh, no, it's, no 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 it's cool i mean if y'all can hang we can we can hang too like, yeah, we're, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. okay all right well then maybe we will sing the song then let's do it yeah i like the song <laughs> We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to love to play. It's fucking with black people. It's a game where we read articles from all around the globe and we assign scores from zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty-five for how much we feel fucked with as black people. Uh today's contestants, um, I don't know, Dr. Dre is back, like i don't know there's all kinds of people um well this this person wrote an article um where uh they were talking about um dr dre and apparently um in the scene there's a scene in uh straight out of compton where he is mother hits him um and 
they never show dr dre's violence against women in the movie but they do make sure to get that that scene in uh <laughs> but the woman hits him uh yeah where his mom hits him so um someone wrote an article that said our black i'm sure she never got hit i'm sure that couldn't have right. led to her hitting him but that's fine go on yeah of course it all it, it starts with black women and then it trickles down we all know well, don't you know we ruin everything <laughs> we made our kelly p on us that's what happened yeah <laughs> Yeah, as a society, we've always it is always gone. Black women. Black women invented the golden shower. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it trickles down. Trickle down violence. Trickle down, indeed. Oh uh, no! <laughs> That's your fault, Maria. Yeah, and, and I am proud to be involved. <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, it's all right. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's trickle down violence is what I would call it, and um. So he basically wrote this article where it was um saying that black Wait, women. Wait, was a man who wrote it? Say it again. A man wrote the article. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, let me let me go look it up real quick because I actually forgot if it was. I think it was a uh, might have been a woman actually. Give me one oh, second. Oh. Um, oh well, I'm just gonna read this amazing thing. Uh, while you're saying this, there's a completely separate conversation uh, happening about us, which I'm gonna chat them back. EVE says, can I just say I found some fried chicken better than Popeye's? If anyone lives on the East Coast, you have to try Royal Farms Chicken. There's some kind of, like, sub-level marketing going on on <laughs> y'all's tweets about this show. Oh, it's the chat room. Wait, I've never heard of Royal Farms Chicken. What is that? Neither have I. Wait, is are people in the chat room uh, working? Well, somebody said they wanted to fuck the Popeye shorty. You know the woman who olive oil? oil? No, oh. no. <laughs> like Papa, you are so chicken. white, Maria. <laughs> no, the, they were talking about trying to attract successful women. Yeah, uh, and okay. then they were anyway. Ron, was the woman was the writer a woman or a man? Uh, Stacy Patton is the person's name, but I don't know. Stacy Patton could be a dude. That's the right. name of the character that Malik Seeley played. Yeah, in Eddie. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that means Stacy Patton. That and he is, he's bald and he's like, no one talks to Stacy Patton. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's the third person. He's like Stacy Patton. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, God. according to, according I to that, like Maria's seen Eddie. Oh, seen Eddie. You think I haven't seen Eddie seventeen times? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! According to Von McBusket. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. Then Von McPaycheck. According to that was back when we nobody knew Whoopi Goldberg was crazy. Oh my God. She's nobody knew Whoopi. Was I think crazy. Whoopi knew she was crazy. She was like, "Well, I'm just gonna ride this out because <laughs> everyone else seems fine." Okay. Sorry, no, it's all right according to um the twitter i mean to google um images she's a black, black. woman yeah so oh, um right. all right so, right. so she wrote our black mothers beating their sons into misogyny <laughs> women who hit their sons like dr dre's mother are celebrated but real life stories from black men reveal that the consequences are dire uh, and then she goes on to talk about straight out of Compton and then she even interviews a couple men about like 
you know their their mom hit them so you know they hit shorties as a result get the fuck out of here right but like <laughs> as if as if one of the characteristics of abuse is not narcissistic personality disorder and blaming other people for shit that you do in the first place right. it's like if you ask those same men like why do they hit their women they be saying shit like well dinner wasn't ready and uh i started talking to some yeah. other dude like they're not saying their mom their mom spanked them i've got so many problems with this number one blaming uh black american black women it's like well maybe they wouldn't have hit their sons if y'all hadn't kidnapped their ancestors <laughs> and brought them over here and put them in slavery right. maybe we can start the discussion from the beginning if that's what you want but to do. let's not even like go that far back right does this woman have anything besides her stupid theory to justify this this that's article the, life? Right, is that's there the, any statistical evidence of children who were spanked by their moms be growing up to be physically abusive in romantic partnerships? I mean, there is in terms of, do you remember like how Chris Brown defended himself and he's like, I saw my stepmother or my stepfather. But that's different from his mom spanking him. Right, but spanking, but then but then we have to get into more of a conversation about like spanking versus hitting, right? Like if I, if I turn you over on my knee and I spank you, people like to argue that that's a totally different thing. Than, like, my, hey, let, me, let, me hit, let me hit you with this. I got African mom and dad and they fucked us up yeah. when we did bad. I never hit someone out of anger. Well, I, I mean, that, that, well, see, that was the mother. thing is yes. the article... <laughs> she deserves it. Uh, the article... So, the, so that's stupid. I don't know what that Well, that, that's the thing, <laughs> right? The article itself is just very anecdotal and it falls into this, yes. it falls into this logical fallacy of being like, well, um, I don't have the, the same kind of hitting, which is not accurate. Yeah, well, not just, well, not even that, just, right, that, like, that is, that is one of the major things. But it's also just this idea that if you don't have the scientific research to back up this shit, you can just conflate shit and it's already coming from a movie that is full of inaccuracies anyway right in the first place well, right. and it is it is accurate to say that people who get hit are more likely with their children to hit like that exactly. that that is like, they have done studies on that yeah Mar- it, maria so i could be like dr dre's mom is the beginning of the abuse it's like well what happened to her like no one cares but about I, I don't care what happened to her when we're talking about the fact that her son ab- abused women yeah because, it's only i mean that sounds really callous i do care what happened to her I'm just saying yeah. I'm very confident and I say this with no evidence of anything I'm very confident that she's not the reason he beat up D Barnes well that this well, is my thing this is my reason that's for sure right so the idea that we're laying this at her feet like we've got to find everybody but Dr. Dre to blame for beating a shorty that's crazy to me you know that he has seen other women hit before he got to the point where he was hitting someone right, maybe well, he did well but, the other thing is like I'm not referring that kind of scientific research what i'm saying is she's conflating scientific <laughs> research that says stuff like if you hit your kid the, the likelihood of that kid being violent is higher that is true that's scientifically true this idea that somehow that is only true for black women as is the premise of this article is the, that is the fallacy that it keeps coming back to and it's weird to watch people fall into this trap because it's like if you put the put something in the title of an article and you never really actually fully flesh out why it is specific to this to only black women then you failed like did you say are black if, 
parents spanking their kids at higher rates? I mean, this is separate, but is that something that we know to be true, that black parents are... I don't think that that's the case. I black parents well, there have been... I never know that because I don't think that we have the same access to private family information of everyone equally. You know what I mean? Like, someone could claim that that's true, but what is that based on? Like, that's, like, the same way that people claim, like, how many people have been, like, sexually assaulted or, like, harassed in the workplace, and it's like, we're never going to have real numbers on that because most people don't come forward. Well, we've covered, we've covered this topic before on the show, and there was, there was this study, but the percentage difference was, like, three to five percent. Okay, but, so minuscule, pretty much right. negligible. It's, it's kind of yeah. like the black on black crime thing, where it's like, so wait, are we equivalent? Seven versus ninety-two. Or yeah, are we equivalent over five percent of? Uh, is that like a complete cultural difference? Five percent? No, it's not. You know, so so that was the thing that um this article did, and you know, like I said, it it, it pissed me off because anytime you try to put the like onus on, not to mention like it wasn't even saying like well there's no men in these people's family uh so mm-hmm. so maybe so like black women's fault right a conversation about how a man should raise a man to not be shorties right yeah right so it was just you know it was like i just thought the whole article was kind of bullshit and you know it was like i got to a discussion with uh the homie randolph on facebook about it where i was just like it's like you can't keep fall, you can't fall for these pit for these pitfalls like where it's just like here's a trap that's an obvious logic tra- logical trap i tell you that something is true i don't prove it but it was but i but i do bring up science around it you clicked it. on it but you clicked on yeah, it yeah so i mean whoever wrote that they got you too right because you fucking clicked on it even right. if you got there and you read it and you're like Nah, like you still clicked on it, yep. and that's like I I can say, and I'm sure Ray goes through too. Like when we get uh, opportunities to like write for websites, a lot of the way that they do is they say pitch ten titles or ideas to mm-hmm. us, and we'll pick the one that we think it you know will get right. the most views. So we're not sitting down as uh, like writers or authors or journalists or like whatever you want to call people that put not even pen to paper anymore, but just right. like publish something anywhere that's readable to other people. Like we're not going, what's the story that I most want to tell because this is the message that I want to get out there or But that might like, have been her message. Let's not deny her agency in this thing. But she I mean, had a specific point of view and she wrote it. Yeah, but I'm not denying it. I'm not denying that that's not what she wanted to get out there. I'm saying that the per, the, the website that she published it on that they let her put it out there and they didn't check it and look at it and go, do, we, the fact yeah, do we agree with this? Is this is a message that we want to endorse to the public that, that, like, what was the publication, Rod? Dame Magazine, D-A-M-E Magazine.com. Oh yeah, they're probably trying to build a following. And I mean, the, the thing, the thing is like, I'm not denying that the headline was clickable or whatever, but I always try to read stuff like this. One, for the show. Two, I really, I, like, there's really no bigger pet peeve I have of listening to podcasts and mainstream media of people that like talk about shit and don't even read what they're talking about and they're just wrong as fuck, but they could have read it and been right about what they were talking about or at least had the evidence that was within the thing so they could be like, oh, and then this happened. But they get, um, like halfway through the argument and then someone's like, okay, but in the article it says that and they're like, oh. Right, then, right. Like, they fall off like the whole thing. They're like, but why would he do that? And it's <laughs> like, well, it says here in paragraph three why he did it. Oh. oh. Well, I guess that's a good reason. <laughs> 
so but yeah she just never she never clearly gets any scientific scientific connection of black women directly to this cycle of violence now i'm not saying black women can't be part of a cycle of violence and i'm not saying that their kids can't go on to be part of a cycle of violence but the violence is the common denominator whether you have two parents whether you have two men parents whether you have two women parents whether you have one parent whether you have no parents the violence is what begets the violence that has been scientifically proven and the way all that is there's, there's a neglect of societal influences when you talk about it because right. if you say that the only reason a dude is beating shorties is because his mama hit him then you forget about the rape culture at large and the conversation about how we dehumanize and talk about women right. in general yeah i mean especially coming from one of the greatest contributors of that sort of outside kind of cultural misogyny sort of made mainstream mm-hmm. you're not going to neglect that like really huge important part of it it's not like it starts with him, there was black niggas hating women on wax way before Dr. Dre's mama hit him. So this idea that his mom is the only reason is really, really crazy to me. Especially since domestic violence has been around since we've been civilized and probably definitely before then. So the idea that like the woman hit the man first. That's why she. That's why he hit her. That's so blame the victim. Oh God! I'm, but you know also, what? The greater conversation side of that is also even if you remove the genders, that it just comes down to violence. And right. I don't know enough about Dr. Dre's upbringing. I didn't. Right. I haven't seen the movie yet. Like, which is of course going to completely perfectly tell us how he was raised. Yeah, you But. If he was taught to hit anybody, even if he was taught to hit a man, if he was taught that that is a way to solve a problem by society, by, like, in school, at home, anywhere, then at some point a woman becomes a part of that conversation because that is half of the population. If you're taught to hit a man, it's going to cross your mind to hit a woman because those are two people you interact with. I don't know necessarily that I agree that that's true because the reason people hit Women are, or at least the reason that people sort of perpetrate domestic violence is very different from the reasons that they hit men outside. Like men tend to, when they hit men, they're fighting over like, like different kinds of disagreements. There's a cycle of abuse that happens when you're hitting your partner that has nothing to do with just learning violence. I mean, you've already isolated her from her family. You've already degraded her self-esteem. That doesn't happen like, oh, somebody took my crayon, I'm going to hit them right away because I don't like something being taken from me. That's a very different impetus and motivation from this girl has the audacity to be wearing an outfit I don't want yeah. her to wear, and I've degraded her self-esteem over time and made her feel like it's her fault. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I'll, I'll think, I think for to some part, though, a lot of the impetus, the impetus to, like, cut down the wall that separates people from violence like being violent i think that a lot of that comes from the same places because there's a lot of control shit right where it's mm-hmm. like i eat man or woman i am insecure so, about some kind of thing inside where i need to exert my control over a people that you know i feel are a threat to me somehow whether it's my ego whether it's my, <laughs> my emotions or whatever and there is like i do feel like the well not even feel i know the propensity to commit acts of violence even if it's not domestic, still come from people that have had violence done unto them. Oh, right? sure. I'm not negating that. Yeah. I just think that it's important to recognize that 
it's gendered for a reason or it's like in it's part of a romantic relationship for a reason there's a reason or i guess maybe the logic i'm trying to apply here is like you have a hate crime designation for a reason versus justified and i think that the same happens where it's justified right and right. there's a specific designation for crimes committed within certain relationships and mm-hmm. within um, yeah. between people of certain genders yeah my yeah. point was not to say that there's that yeah there's, that it's, not it's obviously like a very complicated about, issue yeah that we, that we have to we like we worry about women because they're so mistreated, but also we, and, and that we're more comfortable at least on a like media level being like, you shouldn't be doing that. We can all agree. Like you shouldn't be hitting women. We shouldn't be hitting people. Right. But because we shouldn't be hitting people, like it's weird that there's still some endorsement of like, well, it's okay to hit somebody in this scenario. You know what I mean? But it's not okay to hit them in that scenario. Yeah. And and that was the thing is um, like, it's not like because Dre in the movie also punches a dude and knocks him out. He also gets in another fist fight later. It's not like this person wrote this article and said, "Are black women making black men hit other black men?" Yeah, it was like yeah. it's like a very weird like right. it's like people throw the gender shit in there and then they just lose all ability to make the same logical cogent argument that they could have made, which was actually a broader argument, which I think might be a better discussion. Which is like, does being violent towards any child cause them to uh look at violence as, as, well, yeah, as something to do to resolve things differently like yeah. when i said earlier i just wanted to be careful that you know that we under that we while we're having this conversation we don't make the mistake of ignoring the that they are not the same problem that they right. don't exactly come from the same place right. even if there's a prevalence or like an overlap yeah, yeah. i agree so, i think it's the same thing like you know like well, how people like shake babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that. You know, when you're, you know when you're shaking a baby and you're just like, ah, oh, like they shake a baby to get them <laughs> to stop, like to stop crying. You know what I mean? To like oh stop God. causing whatever kind of frustration yeah. is pulling out of them that they're making noise or upsetting them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when, when we hit on some basal level, no matter who you're doing it to or why you're doing it, you're hitting them to get them to stop. Because right. you, you believe on some instinct level that it'll stop making you feel whatever you feel. That's you know actually, I mean? that's actually my biggest thing about the movie that I felt like uh, they kind of missed the mark with, or at least they had an opportunity to do and they decided not to. But it would have been great if they could have made a connection between the violence that they faced from society and the police into <laughs> into how violent they were in not just their music and misogyny but also towards each other like i would have loved to see someone talk about that thread of like how how it's how it's all kind of connected because they've been emasculated by the police in front of their loved ones in front of each oh, other yeah. and then there's like a hyper masculinity that is a result of that where it's like and now you and this is why you get this hyper masculine music this is why you get this hyper masculine culture and yeah. it just never touches on that man not like i really Wait, think I, have a question, too. I haven't seen the movie either yeah. did they ever talk about because at some point um dr dre and um I mean, part of why Dr. Ray beat D. Barnes was because he, she promoted or showed a video of Ice Cube talking crazy about him. Right, right. So, like, 
Was there ever sort of any presentation of how they resolved that conflict internally, like how Ice Cube and Dr. Dre became friends again? It was very, it was very lightly touched on, like the depth of the, because if you were alive at that time, like their beef was so fucking crazy that it, I don't know how anyone watched any interview with them for about two years without thinking somebody was going to die. You know what I mean? So like, they don't make the beef as deep as that. So then when they resolve it, the resolution isn't as deep as that because basically, um, they, in the movie, they kind of make up because Easy's dying, even though in real life, that, you know, that, that's not how it happened. They didn't, they didn't even all go to the funeral. Only DJ Yellow went to the funeral. But like, they, you know, so they, they took some liberties with, with a bunch of shit. But, okay. you know, anyway. Um, so uh, zero. So yeah, I feel fucked with like 75. 75, Karen? Oh, for me, a hundred. All right, Maria. Um, I declined to answer the question because I don't fully understand the game. Um, <laughs> but I, the way I feel, so they're are they fucking with black people? Twenty five. They're good fuck with or bad fuck. No, with? like they're fucking with us. Like they trying to make us yeah. mad. Okay. Oh, um, I'm gonna say trying to, and when we say they, are we talking about whoever whoever, whoever wrote the this? Writer. Okay. Oh, um. Yeah, I'm gonna say seventy five. Seventy five. All right, I got. I give it. A, I give it a hundred because logical fallacies drive me fucking insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when something. It's like when you draw a circle and it won't fucking like touch that other part of the circle. So it's, always, it's like you. Like you giving it a hundred for that reason is like the inception of them writing that article. Yes. Like, yes. I give it a hundred for fucking with because I give it a hundred. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm mad about it, so it worked. Yeah. It, some, sometimes it worked, man. Like that's the beauty and the the fucking danger of the fucking with black people game is sometimes it's not alright. Right, I get fucked with by talking about how fucked with I'm fucked with, you know? Yeah. Like, like sometimes it's not ironic. You just like, no, that was fucked up, man. Why'd you do that? So Well and it's like have you ever read about like you know that there was a movie a long time ago and then I read an article about it, but it, it's uh it's from like I wanna say the thirties and it's called Gaslight. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, and it's it's like it's it's very gaslight in the same way. Like I have a joke about it too, where like you will get an argument with a woman, you specifically, Rod. You know when you're getting an argument with a woman all the time. No, but and you like you can you can fuck. It doesn't have to be a woman. You can just fuck with them, and I can get an argument with her, and I can be like. You're being really emotional right now. Yeah. And her reaction could be, I'm not emotional. And that proves my point. Right. Because I gaslit her into like, you know, I said yeah. that she was angry and now she looks angry. Or right. like yeah. I said that she was emotional and now Which she looks angry. Which they do to black people all the time. Yeah. yeah. They make you mad and then be like, aren't you guys mad? Yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> you guys, you guys, um, you guys totally rioted when we like violated all of your community. Which is, that's also, which is also a you see that all the time like uh like r kelly had has that reaction a lot like when he gets pressed about it and like so many other people like when they like bill cosby like everyone is like like trump like they do this pouty reaction when people call them out for being shitty or doing something awful and they're like why are you asking about that like why are you mad at me for embezzling this money or why why is it a problem that i raise these people and you want to talk about it like 
Well, it's also like it's also like when people get caught. Pierce Morgan was gonna write like uh, he was like Black Twitter. Get ready, I'm about to make y'all mad. And if and if Black Twitter quote unquote got mad, then he would have been like, Look how angry Black Twitter. (laughs) You know what's funny too is like um, it's also like when a dude or woman or whatever somebody you're in a relationship with whenever they like are doing something really fucked up like you find a number in their pocket or some shit and then they hit you with the like listen when you're calm and ready to talk about this then (laughs) then we'll talk about it really I'm not allowed to be. You want to die right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we wouldn't even have to talk about this if but you had the fucking number. Like, fuck you. Right. It's not even gonna sound like I started this car, but uh, <laughs> you two on me. You two on me. Why I gotta be good about this? Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm not being an angel in response to you being a bag of shit. <laughs> whoa, 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 guys. Okay, I'm gonna need you guys to stop yelling. Uh, all right man um let's go to baller alert all right guys so do you know what baller alert no okay so baller alert is this really amazingly trash ass website and so they have groupie tales and so like rod reads um groupie tales from that and we just enjoy the fuck out of it i can't wait do it all right first first you gotta play the song though marina's every trap song ever by the way just stepped out of magazine. Big state fly and my nail state fly and my juice box wet and an air suck fly like. Got it here go 12 bar. Gucci man got nine car. We don't call him down no more. Oh, now we call him five star. Five star nigga, that's a five star click. That's the six for that five. That's that new M6. Pay a bill, get a hell fix, might even pay a rent. And the way she give it to me, best money I ever spent. I can't even lie. I'm so super hot. You got me that will not get her unless she can fly. Uh, Gucci man's a thug B. Yo man is a scrub. See, she love me now. She love you not now. All my bitches love If you in Atlanta, call a Gucci girl and beat me. You can find a five-star hotel you can meet me. Five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch, that's a five-star bitch. If your credits go high, keep your nails stay fly, keep your juice box wet, and your head some fly, now you a five-star All right! All right, here are your choices. All right, uh, you guys gotta pick one. You, I'll let you guys uh, collaborate together to pick one. Here's the first one. Groupie Tales. This is where young ladies find, uh, up and coming celebrities and have sex with them and then tell us about it. All right. Groupie Tales. Sean Kingston only has one testicle. Oh, okay. I don't really care about Sean Kingston. Uh, yeah, I think that one doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. Number two. Groupie tell Nelly gets dirty in Atlanta. I feel like Nelly's PR person submitted that. <laughs> to talk about him. Next. Number three, Groupie tells thanks to Waka Flocka, I met Young Joey, best sex ever. Uh, I don't know who Young Joey is. Um, and number four, woman. The default for number four. Yeah. Number four, woman claims Wale's got a small package and is bad in bed. I want to hear that. Yeah, I want to hear that. <laughs> okay. Ready. 
sounds like we have a winner <laughs> sounds like y'all guys want to hear about uh wale's uh group attack. i was like wale can call her back go on but also just want to clarify uh wale is another celebrity i hate irrationally um he is a nigerian man i think he represents us poorly he whines too much and he's not as adorable about it as drake is anyway <laughs> you know the thing you know the thing about the thing about wale is that um once he went to maybach music he became the good kid that don't need to be hanging out with them other niggas right and and, and then he's like but for a quick moment though he was faking because do you remember that music video he did with the naked shorties in the boxing ring yeah and i was like who are you this ain't you you was reading poems on fucking Def Jam on the corners and DC yeah. or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He wasn't doing that. He was doing he wasn't some doing like that. Tupac Kanye shit. Like, yeah. uh, like some kind of blending thing where you're like, man, you got a lot of deep thoughts. And before uh, that, and you're just like ready to come up. You know b- what I mean? And before then before do different things. Well, what was crazy is before that, he made a mixtape dedicated to Seinfeld. Yeah, I remember uh, the mixtape about nothing, and it was bad. Anyway, um, yeah. but you don't. Really it's just not a big Seinfeld fan. But it's just you don't get to my comedy career. What? Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld See, definitely. This is why. I just, <laughs> why Seinfeld be like, "Fuck that bitch." Yeah. One yeah. time she said she didn't like my show. You'll be you'll you'll be fine, Ray, as long as you only work college campuses. So don't worry about it. <laughs> He'll never have to know. All right. Easy E says, wait, Sean Kingston still gets groupies? This has to be an old one. Yeah, he hasn't, like, what? His song came out in, like, 08. We can go. Oh, that's the second one. No, but that's the song I know him by. Oh, no, he had the Stand By Me sample. What was that big, big one? Uh, For Sean Kingston? Yeah, um, there are two songs. Maria sang the second one. It was the first one. It was terrible. Uh, let me look it up, man. I can probably tell you guys his greatest. Uh, Beautiful Girls. That's it. There yeah. we go. Beautiful Girls. Yeah. This is a terrible song. Don't know why I just can't stop you know it's not too late for me to do the sean kingston one i mean it sounds like you guys don't do you sure you want wale uh i kind of want the waka flocka but i don't know enough no we don't have joe joey if it was a waka flocka story i'd be all in it he's like the sexiest dude in the world to me yeah waka flocka waka flocka introduced her to young joey yeah who gives a fuck young joey sounds like a baby kangaroo or some shit i don't know all right so let here we go A woman claims a woman claims that Wale's got a small package and is bad in bed. Now, okay. Now this one is not like a typical submitted groupie tale. This is a series of tweets. Oh Lord. That someone posted. And then okay. Ball Alert being on top of things collected the tweets. They screenshot it. Okay. Oh, I love that. I like that it's some kind of small dick alert. Like, watch out. So the lady's name is Cola Booth. Who, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. She's my friend's friend. Oh, this just got she's so She's the woman who claimed to be like kidnapped and made a sex slave of Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, I and love that you she, have this info. Yeah, I know. Isn't that terrible? And she also... Oh, she's my roommate! <laughs> <laughs> and she also is the one who said that Osama Bin Laden is obsessed with Whitney Houston. That's how that story got out. Yeah, apparently wow. she, yeah, she said that, she said Osama Bin Laden was also the, the father of her son at one point. Um, Wait, was that true? No, it's no. not, it's not true. <laughs> it's, so, it's so not true that Wikipedia had to take down her page because the lie about it was causing her nine-year-old son to be, uh, teased at school. Oh, You're okay, so this group retail night. And someday that kid is gonna tease women because because they're black women. Because it's my life. Always the black women's woman's fault. The circle yep. of jokes continues, guys. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe let's not take color both series. Let's just do the Sean Kingston one. Is that okay? Say what? You want to do Sean Kingston? All right, all right. Give me, give me a second to go back to Sean Kingston. Sorry, sorry, we were making things difficult. Women, hello. (laughs) 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 I want to make a point, but isn't there some kind of like groupy Reddit that we could like? uh, I mean, he has the like. This is like a tradition for them. So, all right, can you just change things because a white woman has an idea? Well, right now I'm on, I'm on the Sean Kingston one, but no, I, I might just do it. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna put this picture into um, the chat so you guys can see what Sean Kingston looks like. And he, everyone has forgotten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he that's Malaya. He still looks twelve. Don't but he? That's also the stripper that Drake used to rap about. Mm-hmm. Which one? look like sean had her first all right so <laughs> spotted this gym over at zerilyn.com and i must say it made me chuckle a bit turns out sean kingston loves those beautiful girls but he can't offer them much in the sack see what i did there <laughs> so the young lady starts off by saying that she is not a hoe okay It's really like the prerequisite to all groupie tales anyway. You know, I, 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 I'm not gonna hate. I've started a lot of fuck sessions being like, I don't really do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got good at head by accident. <laughs> yeah, I have never seen a dick before, but I just have a natural instinct, you know? Yeah. It's the uh it's the it's like the Verizon lady uh type of style of hollering where <laughs> so uh she says i wonder i wonder is this an excuse to excuse the fact that she sta- states that she did not get paid well there's no judgments here anyway uh she says the entertainer flew her to oh this one isn't even in first person uh, whatever oh uh, no let's, let's power through we've got it we got it Anywho, she says the entertainer flew her into Miami where he played on PlayStation the entire time she was there. 
Uh, seems kind of childish to me, but hey, he's his own. I love when boys play video games to like sit and watch them. Ooh, <laughs> I'm so wet right now. <laughs> Ooh, that's gross. Yeah, so this is where it gets oh. interesting. She says that Kingston and her had sex when she noticed that he only had one testicle. Um, <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, one ball. I wonder did it occur d- during his jet ski incident because he did get in a wreck with a jet in a jet ski. That is some fucking like what is it rich rich people shit like getting in it. I got in a jet ski accident. Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you were on a jet ski with dolphins flanking you on both sides (laughs) while you're on vacation in the tropics. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it like is it like one ball to the right or is it like a ball, ball? ball? Yeah. Like, here, maybe Rod can answer this question. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> She's sure. He knows where Sean Kingston's ball. I get that your balls just like sit where they sit, and obviously they can get moved around. And I know that because I've kicked them inside of men before. But like, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if there's only one left, I would. I, obviously it depends on, you know, like the sew job of this surgeon or whatever, but I would imagine that it leans closer and sort of starts to hang in the center, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's the only well, thing left. I, one, one, I think having one ball would be like when one person is sitting in a love seat. You know? <laughs> Well, like it can go, <laughs> it go either way. It can stretch yeah, out. Like it, like it doesn't, cause it's like it just wherever it feels like <laughs> being that day is where it's gonna be. So, well, it would be like one person sitting in the love seat if uh, oh, I don't know Kareem Abdul Jabbar was standing in front of them. <laughs> 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 I mean, unless it's like a real sad dick. Yeah, or it could be like Lil Duvall standing in front of him. You never know. Like. <laughs> that I'm that I that he thinks I'm a ball kicker. That's not cool, Maria. I'm not just walking around kicking dudes in the balls. I'm just saying we've all like shifted from one place in bed to another place in bed and accidentally like hit a dude. We have them all. Well, you're a liar, and I'm a truth teller. I'm also a virgin. No, I've never kicked a dude in the balls on purpose. Uh, Black rock. I did with my brother when I was seven. It was really fun. Anyway, how's Sean Kingston's ball doing? So nobody, nobody, but like nobody's ever requested to have their ball kicked sexually not to no 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 i'm not into punishing you yeah, for sex yeah because that's definitely like a thing that has been on no i've seen a lot of people want that to happen yeah sure. like dominatrixes get that all the time a lot, like, yeah oh, okay they, like, they they pain. Stomp on their balls and oh god yeah but that's like those are like those men are so rich that they have just like run out of weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I am so. I've got all the Russian children pictures yeah. I can buy. Yeah. Come on, step on my testicles, yeah. please. My wife is at home in uh, in a saddle, like laying on the ground, like in leather. One of these pods, Lady, Lady Gaga brings on red carpet. Some boards. Step yeah. on my sack, please. Yeah, I left her fourteen hours ago, and she. Doesn't even call to check on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's uh, apparently um, he he couldn't get it up at first. Then he did finally he did orgasm and it was less than five minutes. 
um uh that's pretty much the rest of the email she complains about how he's cheap and not just i feel like if you have one testicle you need to get that come out right away where is it gonna hang out where is it gonna hang out you've only got one repository for the shit get it out right away yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, what do you mean? Oh wait. Uh, actually, hold up. I found a link to her to her first side. Wait. No, they still don't give the first. Never mind. They don't give the first person take. All right. So, um, because the first person take is. Can we just get Sean on the phone? I don't understand why. Yeah. Are uh, limiting these sources. Okay, so, <laughs> um, the conversation. Maybe he's just got two real small balls. Okay, I don't know if I believe this story only because Evelyn Lozada, mm-hmm. her daughter, was dating Sean Kingston for a long time, and I feel like mm-hmm. if that, if he only had one testicle. We would have heard about it on Oxygen or something like that. <laughs> I just think it's so weird that we care about how many testicles. Like, I mean, I, I totally care. I, I, just, <laughs> like, I get for a man that it can feel really, like, emasculating to lose a testicle. Like, I totally get that sense of, like, your body changing. Lance Armstrong ruined thousands of careers lying because he had one testicle and it kept him going. Yeah, so right. Right. he had no motivation to be successful. Well, the other... The other the other thing in this situation is that the girl, the lady who reported it was mad. Right. So, you know, yeah, so, all, of course, the balls are gonna, all balls are gonna be on the table. You know? <laughs> I, like, I like the, I have like a joke where I'm like, this is the quickest way, uh, for a man to make his dick smaller is offend a woman who's seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, she'll tell her friends after the good sex, she'll be like, it was like this. And then, like, if he pisses her off, she's like, actually, I think it was like this. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, the matter, right. like, that's, that's always funny because it's such a go-to in these, like, in big arguments. But, like, yeah, the matter that a woman is at you, the smaller your dick is. That's just a fact. That's scientific. Yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, you just respond, but you fucked me the second time, so point is moot. Right. <laughs> like, you could be, like, it, that shit could be, like, a 30-year relationship, but it's going to, in the middle of that argument. <laughs> Y'all have had silver anniversaries, golden anniversaries. Y'all got great grandchildren. Yep. But if you step on her toe, you automatically a little bit bigger, no yep. matter what you think. Nothing you can do about it. And it don't even matter what size your dick is, you gonna feel insecure about that shit. <laughs> like maybe maybe she was lying all these years, man. I don't know. Um, I what I uh I know a dude who told me that he had an ex girlfriend make him feel guilty. She said that his dick was so big that he ruined her pussy, which was something that he felt insecure about. And I was like, I gotta tell you, I'm not feeling a whole lot of sympathy for you yeah. in this situation, okay? Like, but even that dude, like, you could totally say to him, like, you Wait, did you let him ruin your pussy? I did! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ruined it, and I don't take it back. Um, we so... recovered, we went through some therapy, we did some kegels, you know, we lit some candles and read some poems, and now my pussy's back to tight, and now we're all grateful. Good for her. Good for her. Um, there are comments... Um, oh, let's go. I love these baller alert comments. All right. This lady's name is M-E-S-E, which I assume is messy. Yeah. Um, she says, <laughs> this is so, this is so unfortunate, but I mean, of course he's cheap. When's the last time he's had a hit single? Oh. Uh, Miss Bling says, LOL, maybe that's why Malia claims to be celibate. <laughs> I'm claiming to be celibate too, and I'm also a former stripper. 
hilarious. Student, <laughs> student beauty says, oh my God, I will not be buying toaster strudels for a minute. LOL. Toaster strudels. What, how did toaster strudels get into the conversation? I think we missed the detail. Rod, did you read the article? I read the whole, <laughs> well, oh, well, actually I couldn't read the, uh, this is a translation of someone who read the email. And oh, didn't get okay. The uh, so maybe they, this comment before said they were cheap, so maybe he only bought toaster strudels instead of like a uh, nice yeah. Okay. Yeah. She says, toaster strudel, number, uh, Miss Ashley Banks says, number one, toaster strudels are the bomb. Seriously. <laughs> Have you tried the plain cream? Oh, I want to get. I just want to get this out there. I like. Don't you middle market version of pop tarts? Thank you. Excuse me. I would say the high, like the top shelf, like that's like a fancy pop tart. That's just like that's just like a fucking croissant pop tart. And you're ready to do some pop tarts, right? The, 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 like, the black label or whatever the fanciest kind of like liquor is it's like oh it's not like Jack Daniels it's like that like silver Jack Daniels or whatever it's the moment of oh my hey, god hey man and plus don't toaster strudels come with the frosting that you put on your shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The fucking yeah. Lunchables of like pop tarts. <laughs> They're like, we didn't finish this, but you can. Karen, like, yeah, I know. I could have made this whole thing by myself. And you know what? I I think when they was typing, they clapped. They was like, "What you ain't gonna do yeah. is talk <laughs> bad about this shit <laughs> right here." No, right. Now, so she says number one at the bomb then she says seriously have you tried the plain cream cheese ones delicious number two <laughs> i mean she's not wrong i do want to say that in her favor like she's right. not wrong toaster strudels are fucking amazing number two why do these women who go with these men expect their hookup to be a fairy tale i'm sure she's been treated the same way by the guy in the dorm playstation and pizza the guy on the military base <laughs> playstation and liquor or the guy in the apartment next to her playstation and no food just fucking go home when you <laughs> when you when you randomly hook up when you randomly hook up with some man oh. do not expect the moon and the stars bust your nut and keep it moving Listen, oh, here's the mistake is she went to Sean Kingston for a dream right. and that's weird cause he ain't got no dreams to hand out as far right. as I know he can't even make his own dream happen anymore he is a fart in the wind of music and she's like I don't know why this guy isn't Prince Charming Shelly says, Shelly says in response to Miss Ashley Banks, I love the cream cheese and strawberry ones. Those are so delicious. Allie in Wonderland says, laugh my ass off at Ash and Shelly, y'all fools, but he looks like he can't fuck. Desiree. Oh, okay. Desiree says, I could believe this story. One of my friends met him while in Miami and said they went up to his hotel room and played video games before he had to catch his flight. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Yo, Sean so Pease is as fifteen as he looks is basically oh, what they're saying. Yeah. This was yeah. his like Netflix and chill before Netflix. Wow. Shelly says, you know what? I don't care and neither should he. Be happy with your one nut. I mean, do the I mean, do the balls serve any real purpose anyway? They just hang <laughs> They just hang there looking all sad and shit. No, I mean, you know, the balls do get one's mouth full and I you take like, good care of the blowjob. I think that one ball, it makes giving a blowjob, like, it, you're just, you're taking some of the, the challenge out, like, but in a way that you're like, oh, this is such a relief, like, now I can just... <laughs> but you know yeah you know and it actually might be a good thing because someone was like well thank god i ain't got to split my attention all my focus to go on this one ball Mm -hmm. so he says uh shelly goes on to say they (laughs) you're never gonna get through this (laughs) um so I have never taken a dude's pants off and been like, oh man, I just can't wait to focus on your balls. Like, I don't give a shit what a dude's balls look like. Like, I don't, I don't even know like, what y'all are doing when you take pants off, but I'm there for No, the I'm not like in the business of taking pants off to lick balls, but if I you're mean, thorough and you're BJ, no, but what I mean, I'm like, a virgin, like, by the way. She's still a virgin. She's you, celibate, but she's a virgin. I'm a celibate virgin. She's a celibate virgin. Um, but you, you do pay attention to some balls. That's what I can't say. <laughs> but it's like but but the ball the the balls are like the floor mats in a car like you don't notice the floor mats in a car if they're there but if one was missing you would notice like that's i think if one ball was missing then you notice the balls i'm not saying i wouldn't notice if a ball was missing but i wouldn't be like oh damn i'd be disappointed if a ball was really? missing that's yeah. not me you don't spring a disability on me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a free. You gotta have you gotta a free. You gotta, you gotta deform. Yeah. Flow. You know what I'm saying? You got weird scars on your back. Yeah, you, you gotta make it. You gotta let a girl know. Yeah, yeah I, don't that, think, I don't I'm not saying that I wouldn't have a comment in the moment. I wouldn't be like, where's the other one? But I would never care. I, the only time I, well, the only time I care about something like that is if you take your pants you, off and you're I think a comment in the moment is worse. Like, if some dude's like, alright, I hope Maria loves me and my one ball. And then, like, he literally grabs his sack and there's one missing. Oh! I don't think I'd be like, I don't think I'd be like, no, where is it? Like, it might be like, like wait, like, why did Brian P. call me a, a boss in well you know like the other thing the other, we talk so much it's like, the other thing too is uh some men get like some men that have had surgery where they lose a testicle and stuff will actually get like a uh, superficial like testicle replacement yeah you can get they have breast implants yeah they have sex in the city even they did an episode where miranda goes with some dude like oh yeah her husband's teeth i have questions is it soft like breast or is you know it's just a ping pong ball karen of course it's it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm about to say what it's gonna, gonna be do? similar to a testicle, Karen. They I hope so. I was like, what you gonna they do? Just, they just cut off part of a taquito and then they just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, what the fuck is it gonna be a marble? You can go down and get the fucking knocked out. You be like, I knocked the bitch out again with my balls. Um, so every you're gonna have lots of bruises on your chin because okay. there's a there's a fucking pool ball in your man's lap. Great thing, bring up a 
great question to you, which is when do you bring up having only one ball? Will you do that during dinner? <laughs> well, <laughs> like dinner appetizers, dessert. It, depre- it depends on how you lost the ball, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you've had cancer or if you had, like, a really, I don't know, Severe accident or whatever, you bring it up right away. You can, you'll get sympathy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for agreeing to dinner. I just want to let you know that I have cancer. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And be like, oh my god, let me blow you. You have cancer, and then. (laughs) But like, you can also, but you can't bring it up if like an ingrown hair turns into like an infection and you lost a ball. Totally, never want to hear about it ever again. We just gonna be fucking with your one ball, and I'm gonna just have to get used to it. Well, what you do is, like, you order dessert, and instead of ordering two desserts, you order one and split it. And then, <laughs> and then you say, like, you know, sometimes having one of something makes it more special than and having and be, two. I, I like to say, by the way, in Ray's narrative of, like, dealing with this one nut dude, that she's, yeah. like, bravely going to spend the rest of her life with this guy. She's like... Here's the ways in which you have to bring up your white ball. And I want to say, you're kind of removing the agency. Okay? Oh, yeah. Also, also, she needs... Ray, Ray, acts, Ray acts like the story... Pressing them about their one nut situation, you brought up at the wrong part of dinner. Look, if there was one labia missing, I might mention it at dinner. One well, the other, well, the other thing okay. too is one got cut off because I had a situation. I like that. I like. I like that. Uh, I like to fall off or something. I like the idea that some dude watches you play PlayStation for four hours <laughs> and then find out you're missing the I like that. I like that Ray thinks that there's a story that go along with it that would add merit to the ball thing. So then, like, it would make a difference. Where it's like, oh, I got my shot, my testicle shot off in the war uh, for for our country and for your freedom. It's like, oh. <laughs> Well, that's different. Lift this one sack <laughs> to show your patriotism. Right. Of course I'll suck that ball. Right. <laughs> you get down there and there's just like a yellow ribbon, like where the other net's supposed to be. <laughs> one ball. Yes. That's how you open dinner. So do you support our troops? <laughs> do you support the troops? I'm going to need you to support my one troop that's left in about an hour and a half. Uh, oh my God. Carol, well, we gotta let you get through this. It's alright. Carol, Carol, you about to say something? I said, yeah, you ordered the chocolate covered balls for desserts. Be, be uh, sure that's exactly <laughs> what you ordered. Alright. And you take, you go, you look at her plate, there's two balls on there, you take one away. You're like, how do you feel about this dessert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it still just as good? Um, so he says, uh, so she says, they just hang there all sad and shit. Every now and then, <laughs> Every now and then a bitch will rub them so they don't feel left out, but they're like the third party in the threesome. They're just there. Oh well. Oh well. Then she put Kanye and then she marked out Kanye and put one nut shrug. Uh, I could, not, I could not care. I could not care about a dude having one nut. Like, what if they got two nuts and a tiny dick? That's a bigger problem for me. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. I, would, I would like that is a, the lesser evil. I feel like yeah, you, so why do we have to pick lesser of evils? Maybe right. we're a nice and we can't just have everything. Okay, okay? that's not how this world works. Okay, okay. Crazy. I, 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 I feel like I, I was 
Oh, I was making a mistake of being a woman and having desires and wanting yeah. needs met. And if he does have a big dick, then he's not going to try, and he probably is unemployed. So, like, <laughs> I totally, totally have definitely fucked a big dick nigga, big dick nigga with no job, and it was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, I really appreciate it. A lot of big dick guys are really, they're less wrapped up in figuring out, like, making you come, because they're like, you're welcome for this big dick, and you're like, listen, okay? Yeah. Someone bought you that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like you showed up with a car, your dad got you. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is no credit to you. All right. Get out of here. Like, my friend told me that she sold her apartment recently, and I was like, oh, you mean the apartment in New York City that your dad bought you six years ago? <laughs> Oh, muzzle! Like, <laughs> that's so cool that you did that. Yeah, no, I've definitely had the spectrum of like big dick niggas who care and like big dick niggas who don't care. And uh, unemployed and black is definitely the big dick nigga way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I like. Well, my thing was like today. Um, we had to put Kara's car to shop for something, but um, we like I had to go pick her up at lunch. And so then when I came to pick her up at lunch, I like had um the music turned all the way up and I was on sweatpants and shit and um trying to romance her, huh? Right. <laughs> but you and then I like I wanna drown you out so I don't have to hear anything you got to say to me and I got these sweatpants on. And then when like so and then when she here or what? And then when she came out the door, it's like, you know, beeped the horn a couple times. <laughs> and then when she gets in the car that makes all the women at work be like, oh, he must got a big dick. Cause it's like, ah! why else would you, <laughs> why else would you do some ignorant shit like that? And, uh, and she'd be compliant. Right. You know that she did what she did in the car though. Right. So it make, it make people at work respect her more cause it's like, yo, at least she gets oh, some good Lord. dick, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I do, I do it for you, baby. Um, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. A-Town Southern Gal. <laughs> A-Town Southern Girl says, sounds like she didn't look like her Twitter Abby when she hopped off that plane. Mm, uh, and then it. the last oh. comment was Siren, who just quoted Shelly's rant about balls and says, oh, oh my God, at Shelly, I die. I love you for this. So she was just very excited about that. About this jet ski accident that led to some uh disappointing sex with a <laughs> washed up pop star. Cool. So, so okay. that that is baller alert. Uh let me play us out. You a fast up bitch, you a fast up bitch, you a fast up bitch. Yo, Gotti, I be great, ain't shit And the real nigga walking And it's the remix And I'm still out here looking for a five-star chick When I catch her, I'ma bless her with a five-star kid She a natural-born hustler She ain't chasing no sucker Only mess with real nigga She ain't never fucked a buster So your cars and your jewelry That shit really don't excite her And your hating assholes in the club won't fight her She was born in the A With the school in J.C. In a job in Dallas, Texas Then she moved Tennessee. If you ain't a five star shorty, go ahead and face it. Fake Gucci, fake Louis shorty. That'll make you base. All right.
Karen. Uh, just so you guys know, like on the comedy scene, like Maria is twerk queen. <laughs> like, I saw her getting a, I saw her getting a twerk on. I saw her getting a twerk but, on. Like I was talking to one of my guy friends the other day, a black dude, black comedian, and I was telling him that me and Maria are working together on this podcast and we're good friends. He's like, "Yo, Ray, like I don't need no disrespect." But damn, Maria Dick, and I'll be watching her dance. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he didn't. I like that he didn't mean any disrespect. No disrespect. Yeah, he's like, no disrespect. And he always does it like, yo, Ray, yo, no disrespect. <laughs> You my black, you my black queen and all, but I gotta. Talk but I about love that, that Nubian and goddess. Yeah. Twerking. <laughs> <laughs> gotta talk. He's wearing the dashiki and wiping up the video. Oh man! You remember I that did. scene? You remember that scene from Don't Be a Menace where that dude? Of course, of course. That is my he's favorite like, scene. My beautiful Nubian sister, and you see yeah. the back when he's like, "No, over there, it's a white trash." <laughs> <laughs> I think she even had a banjo. Like she it was, was like a method. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like my milk of magnesia. Um. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's play some guest the race. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. <laughs> Now it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game going across all of podcast land, where we read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, Maria and Ray from It's About Us podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And the chat room is very racist. All right. Yes, hilariously so. Um, well, you say. Um, I just think they're problematic. Um, <laughs> So, what does uh, your Bernie so black new listeners think about your guest the race get? You know what? I literally could not wait every day for them to just <laughs> to be disappointed by us. Literally. So, like, well, I got big on the internet because like Bernie so black took off when there was like the Black Lives Matter or whatever. Yeah, he's been featured on like NPR and like a bunch of publications where progressives take themselves seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That Robert Poyton's game was hysterical to me uh, while everyone's calling him King Activist or whatever. Right. <laughs> That's another title. Yeah, we never stopped playing that game either. Mm-hmm. That- you know how quickly I can fall out of favor with the people that like me on your chat board <laughs> yeah. after I say something fucked up and shitty. Yep. Um, oh, they will. So don't worry about it. If I could, but, uh, if, short explanation: We're about to get really, really racist in here. <laughs> if I could, if, racism out of love, though. Oh, that's not like some white explanation right there. Don't hear me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll see what I can do. If All I right. if I could, I would pick up NPR playing uh, that good at their job. You know, what I mean? <laughs> just to let them know where we stand. Anyway, um. So here's a story. Uh, an enraged husband is accused of beating up his wife's lover at his workplace yes. and then pulling down his pants before snipping off his penis with garden shears and running out to flush it down the toilet. Oh. His name is Iki Kotsugai. But he left the oh, balls, definitely. right? He, he left the balls. 
he left the balls okay that's the most important part yep uh he's 24 years old he was arrested on thursday after allegedly barged into the victim's law office in tokyo's monato ward oh you just told us right this is in tokyo oh i think that he is probably maybe they could be white people in tokyo i think he's probably australian i think it's an australian guy so um, at around 7:40 a.m., he punched the 42-year-old in the face several times. The unnamed victim, who worked with Coastal Guy's wife, who was reportedly present during the horrific attack, the accused, a graduate student at a university in Capital City's Nakano Ward, then ripped the unnamed man's pants off while he was barely conscious and snipped off his genitalia with garden shears. <laughs> he allegedly, yeah. that's sick. He allegedly admitted to the bizarre attack, telling the police, "I cut off his genitalia and flushed them down." A- there's a little bit of shade in this, though. Why are we using the word "snipped" for taking <laughs> the genitalia mm-hmm. off? Because he's Asian. They didn't have to like, they, yeah, there we go. They didn't have to like, they didn't like remove or give him like uh, an on-site connectomy without asking. They were like, he snipped it off like it's a fucking tiny little string cord. Wait, uh, wait, uh, Maria, Maria, are you accu- are you accusing the story of having a slant to it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I am not. I will go on record. I'm not. Uh, it's yellow journalism. Oh, <laughs> I have to leave. I'm white. I don't know if you guys heard about this, mm. but I can't hear part of All right, come on, guys. You guys are getting. You guys are getting all disoriented on me. All right, let's get back. Get back on topic and finish talking about this story. I cut off his genitalia and flushed him down a toilet in the law office. I'm pretty uh, sure that I participated in a harassment training at work at some juncture that I am not supposed to be having conversations. Where is office if you guys don't know? No, yeah. don't worry. No, nobody listens to this. Nobody listens to this. Um, <laughs> uh, Kasuga, Kasuga is a former boxer at the university uh public broadcaster nhk report oh so he can fight he's a boxer he was charged with inflicting bodily harm the victim's injuries were not life-threatening oh no he's a beautician too what he's doing with his time listen if you cut off my dick it is life-threatening because i don't want to live no more (laughs) what are you talking about like you cut somebody's dick off they have no choice to either become they either got killed themselves or become the most productive man in the history of the world. They gotta be busy and not get caught sleeping. That's what I was thinking. Is like, if you go over to my pussy, like, I gotta say, extremely bummed out, not happy. Yeah. <laughs> gonna get a lot done, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get like, all those 15 minutes back at the end of the night at a bar when you're lingering, like, well, but maybe something better is gonna come along. Right. Like, I, like, you either gotta become, like, Stephen Hawking or or you got to kill yourself because there's no other in between because what else is life about anyway that's the race uh guys uh maria that's what the verizon lady's saying but you're not listening okay all right sounds like you guys both uh have your minds made up uh, uh yeah we think he's i think he's he's mad asian okay let's check mad out. japanese I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say he's Korean. Let's Korean? go. No, I don't. I, I think he's Japanese. Uh, the chap, the the Chinese uh chat room says, uh, literally the snake in his wife's grass, trill ass Asian, <laughs> one whose eyes can be blindfolded with dental floss. Oh, oh now we're ah! getting street fighter. <laughs> 
And then we can we can all go on. Story is that I get Amy Schumer fame out of comedy. You know what? I'll fucking take this. (laughs) I I like that in that in that story. Like we can all pretend to be victims of it. Like instead of perpetrators, (laughs) like we'll be like, oh my god. Right. I'll just be like, I couldn't believe that she said agent. I was so I was so <laughs> offended. <laughs> the the black guy who tips dot com also on iTunes. Uh anyway, so he goes, Wait, um I have a quick question. Though. Yes. This is a really important part of the story that I think you read over too fast. What, wait, why what? was a 24 year old boxer? <laughs> why was a 24 year old boxer getting cheated on with a 42 year old dude? Uh, have you ever met a 24 year old man? Uh huh. Next question. Oh, uh, well, let's just be, let's just say he had to go to the victim's law office in Tokyo. Oh, okay. <laughs> She was diversifying her interest. More guesses from the chat room knows what dog tastes like Asian, the evil, <laughs> the evil Dr. Shit. Wu teriyaki terrorist. Uh, jealous small dick Japanese man Ryu oh, from Street Ryu from Street Fighter looking motherfucker oh, uh, Tiger Mom <laughs> to blame for his violent act slanted eye rice belly samurai thought the movie Pixels was about his dick Asian <laughs> oh, that's a good okay, one. Okay, HC for the win. I don't know that was that. amazing. And also shout out to Ratchet Ass Scientist who offered to buy me drinks earlier. Bless you. The correct, <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer is he was Asian. Yeah. yeah. Japan, man, we are real. We are. I'm gonna think of uh, Sherlock Holmes over here. One and yeah. two. Sherlock uh, Holmes. Do you think there's a Sherlock out there? What's Sherlock? Sherlock? Home? Like oh, a just female Sherlock. Someone tried to name their kid the female version. I would hope not. He's kind of cute. There you go. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to this one. A mother left her twin toddlers at home while she went to party downtown. Well, <laughs> that's a nigga right there. <laughs> now, this story is from Florida. I'm gonna say it's a white trash lady. I'm gonna say she's white. All right. Well, this one is uh, a news article. I'm gonna play the, play it for you. I'm gonna, okay. Let's it sounds like something right. my mother's side of the family would do. <laughs> Keep going. All right. Here we go. The boys are in the care of their grandmother tonight. After investigators say they nearly walked into a lake, and Channel 9's Carla Ray found out police say it happened while their mother was out partying and left the kids alone. 
It was just steps from this apartment building, right next to this lake, where investigators say <laughs> twin two-year-old boys, one who was half naked, were found playing in the rain all alone. And there's like police officers everywhere. You know, this is a really nice community. So, you know, for me to see police officers, I was like, uh, you know, oh my God, what's going on? Elisa Bradley says her complex was swarming with Orlando police cars as they tried to track down her neighbor, 29-year-old Korea Ferris. In <laughs> Investigators say the mother who claimed she was at work was actually here on Wall Street and even still had a wristband on from Margarita Fest. What do you mean I never bring you home souvenirs? I got you this wristband. All right, hold on. We're almost done. Ridiculous, but two years old. Like, why would you leave babysitters? But as a parent, I feel like you should take responsibility in that. You should never leave your kids home alone. Like, I would never leave my niece to go to Wall Street. Like, that's ridiculous. I like that it's Wall Street, by the way. Is that what they said in Wall Street? Uh, I think she said Wall Street. Yeah, yeah I love that Wall Street is the party city because, like, it, like go if you go to Wall Street in New York, that means you're, like, going to work on the stock exchange. And this chick is going to Margaritaville on Wall Street. Like, that's <laughs> hilarious to me. I guess she's trying um, to, she trying to occupy. Shit right there. She's trying to I, occupy. I guess she's black. She's, if you are named after a country nobody in your family's been to, you a nigga. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's trying. I think she was uh, trying to occupy Wall Street because <laughs> the protest is not stopped for her. Okay, um, um, I'm gonna say that she is black. Now there, all right. Now there are 20 more seconds of this news report. Okay, okay. You got, are you guys calling it? You guys don't want to hear the rest? Or? No, no, go for it. No, okay. Go for it. Right. And we still need to hear the end of that news story. All right, here you go. To block the door so the kids couldn't leave. Also inside the apartment, investigators found a soiled diaper and Clorox toilet bowl cleaner on the floor. But especially at nighttime, you know, what if something would happen to those kids and nobody knew that they walked into the lake? We stopped by to try to talk to Ferris, but no one came to the door. In order to she was out partying. The kids don't, they know not to unlock the door anymore. They know to stay the fuck inside when she leaves them home alone. Yes. So she and Dre is chilling. You know what I mean? They out there just hanging and not raising their kids and shit. She's black. They're All right. Black. Both of you guys going black? Yeah. I'm going to say that the mom is black and that the kids are Asian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the chat room. Mama need a life too, Jody. Live. <laughs> Live by the lake but can't swim black. Uh, barbershop with a Z in the name. Margarita Fast, Jimmy Buffett, white as fuck. The is Mama Need Life, is that from Baby Boy? Yeah. yeah. Mama Need a Life too, yeah. The reason why, Jody. the reason I why Dr. Think, Dre. I always think of her. I hate you, Jody. I hate you. I love you. I love you, Jody. I'm a cook. I'm a clean. I'm gonna make tacos. Anyway. Snoop Dogg. There's something about that character now that, like, you talked about, like, Nicki Minaj being, like, a bird. Do you remember when we talked about that? Like, I always, I think about, like. Oh, yeah. Yvette's a bird. But also, she's the glorious Taraji P. Henson, who's oh, cooking on uh, Empire. She's wonderful. Anyway, sorry, we're guessing the race. Um, yeah, Snoop Dogg really stole the show in that movie. Um, I hate you too, little nigga. Yeah, him. I was like him and like, was it Ving Rhames that was in there too? Yeah, he got that butt nigga. Yeah, they stole the show. All right, so uh, let's see. The reason why Dr. Dre. Oh, so what'd you say, Maria? 
He was naked in the kitchen. You remember that? When he yeah. And then he talked about them guns and butter or some shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, put some clothes on. I don't want no speech. <laughs> anyway, uh, the reason why Dr. Dre beats women black. Uh, one who makes one who makes watermelons to rock jello shooters uh, korea is her name she's black it doesn't uh, say she's black it says she black oh she black <laughs> to the chase. yeah uh playing the dad role in her kids lives by abandoning them black someone uh, stopped those <laughs> someone stopped those oh, babies from going into the lake black. white but where the daddy at black <laughs> F your fort. Uh, well, we, uh, and then, uh, the correct answer is, and Karen, I'll let you call it. What's the race? Oh, that's a white lady. That is a white lady! <laughs> you racist, <laughs> racist sons of bitches. I can't, boo! Boo to all y'all. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Damn, like, yeah. you know that her family went to Korea Nigga, no, you she know? could be some other stuff and also some other stuff. Don't know what that stuff is, but stuff. Uh, Lex can I see got what it. The kids look like can, uh, she's John B. White. Judges, can I see what the kids look like? John <laughs> B. White. Lex, first of all, the kids are probably. She's not first of all, Maria. Maria, we know more information about Maria, her background. Maria, we know you're cheating because, uh, of course, those kids are black. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean she's not white. That does not mean she's not white. One person did get it right. Who got it right? Lex. Lex said that going to Margaritaville, that's that Jimmy Buffett white people shit. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some it's always about the small stuff. Um, she's definitely had some black in her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, here's the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It is the bonus round of guess the race where everything's worth double the points, double the race. So far, they're one for one, one and one. Yeah. But let's see if they can break the tie or uh, come out victorious. It's okay. I'm used to losing. I'm a Knicks fan. What I know. <laughs> uh, well, Listen, I'm a Sonics fan, so I don't want to fucking hear about it. <laughs> you don't right? even have games to play. You don't, need to, you don't need to know the struggle, all right? At least you got people to watch lose. <laughs> yeah, I remember in Charlotte when we lost our team um to nice. new orleans New Orleans, yeah and i was so hurt and it really was like i didn't feel like anyone in the world could understand and then seattle lost their team and it was like me and seattle fans became friends it was like <laughs> we ain't got no team and then when we got a team back it was like when your friend when y'all both single and when your friend gets back with Get your ex yes i was like oh i wouldn't know about those problems no i can't go to the club tonight <laughs> all right so this is another Wait, so yeah. do you have a problem watching okc games like do you hate kevin durant like was it- i don't hate kevin durant i never blame like i never blame the troops for wars you know what i okay. mean like okay. i'm i'm about the wars i'm mad at howard schultz uh i'm mad at uh david stern like i'm mad that they got moved but i also understand that like at the end of the day like all that shit is business and None of those people gave a fuck about, like, Seattle fans or OKC fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were just like, here's a business thing that we own. 
we're just going to send it where we think it's going to make more money. And I know that the key arena, which is where the Sonics used to play in Seattle, like, they weren't making money in Seattle, and that's why they made the deal. Well, they were also considering sending the Kings up yeah. there, but then I think part of the clause that they sold is they weren't allowed to move it, same with the Clippers, which really said, I feel like Seattle's a good basketball town. But anyway, go ahead, please, get, uh, the bonus round. I didn't want them to steal another team, though, as much as I would like another team, because I think it's like, oh, well, you know, do unto others as you win. That's like, oh, you're just going to fucking steal another town's team? Like, great, let's make everyone feel shitty. I, wanna, I, I did want you guys to get the team back man and i thought when they were moving like the kings or something that why can't they just make a new fucking team they're so full of it everything's made up i am not i would not be mad if somebody took the knicks away and like brought them to another town and then somebody was gonna take a team from another town and bring them to the Knicks. i'd be totally fine because if i'm mad we all mad yeah, that's how I was when it was Charlotte, and people were like, um, "Yeah, so they're gonna um, they they're gonna either have expansion teams or they're gonna move one of the teams." I was like, "Take they shit!" Like I didn't care what city it was. I was just wanted my team back. I didn't even care if we was named the Hornets or not. Like right. I, I still call them the Bobcats sometimes because they've been shitty for the so last long. three years. Yeah, yeah they they ain't the, earned that Hornets name back yet. Right, and a mascot named fucking Rufus. Right. <laughs> that shit was good. Um, should um, we wait for... Right. But we can play for sure. I'll just catch her up. No, no, nah, nah, I don't want... I want her to be able to, to get in the game. So I oh. I, I can wait a second. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Marie, okay. I mean, cool. Ray, Ray, you need to come do our sports show one of these days, man. You know, I just do a lot of having. And you know what, Rod? I quit my day job on a whim like an asshole. So I have I have Friday afternoons free now. Word? Okay. Uh, well, I'll I'm email you. i shit, but I've got Friday afternoons free. It's all right. We can... Uh, we'll get you on the phone or something. We'll find a way to get you on, man. I don't care if it's just audio or whatever um but we need to get you on with us man so we could talk some sports because uh we yeah i would fun. love to like i love talking sports i wish i had like more friends who were funny who like to talk sports and i'm too poor for your premium selection but when i get my first tv special you're gonna be the first person <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny it is it's amazing how comic well i guess not amazing but it's so funny how comedians, like male comedians, just don't know shit about sports in general. Other mm-hmm. than those were the guys that picked on them in high school that made them be funny. But right. it's like it's like so many comedians are just like, sports on board now, it's not about me, and they're just out. But alright, let's yeah, get Yeah, they're like they're there there's so many comedians who like and especially with Maria and I, because we do kind of the alternative scene. Yeah. So they're all these comedians who joke on Twitter, like if everybody on Twitter is tweeting about the NBA finals or something, there'll always be like some alt comic being like sports balls, like you don't fucking get it. And it's like right. hey, man, I'm trying to fuck people more athletic than you. Right. I'm trying to holler at J.R. Smith. But the only shot I got is being Dominican and being <laughs> a fat ass or whatever. I don't know. Well, he finally got with the mother of his child, man, and you were the first person I thought of. Yeah, no, when I saw that, 
I when you posted that, I was like, oh my god, Jerry Smith got married, and then I was like, it's okay, like he opted out of his contract, he's not gonna make the same money anymore, so it's yeah. fine. But then I read the article that you sent, and I was like, whoa, he is the most trifling thing on the planet. Wow. Yes. <laughs> what? Like they even had pictures of him with the girl he was just with, like just with, like oh. he literally like broke up with his shorty two days before they went to the court with one of his baby moms who by the way he, have, he has two baby mamas right and right. his daughters are the same age because he got two shorties pregnant at the same time yes and hey, um let me just say that is what three less than dwight howard <laughs> no uh, ten less than okay, dwight howard three, three less acknowledged uh, yes. every howard. yo i swear but, on, when on John our Kemp came back to seattle for the first time after he got traded from the sun mm-hmm. the, the bar across the street from the key arena had a daddy's back <laughs> damn <laughs> Yeah, I we bet that drink would have been delicious. On Balls D Sports, like, it feels like every single week we have another, like, Instagram scandal with Dwight Howard not taking care yes. of a kid. Every not week. taking care of a kid that he had with a woman who looks barely legal. Yes. Right. It is all, it is always the same shit where it's like, first it starts off with two pictures of him holding the baby and then it's like, the rest is like, and this was on the baby's birthday. He didn't come see it. And then this was. <laughs> also like, it's like, oh, remember Dwight's tweets about church? It'll be like, Dwight's like, I love God. He's amazing. And then the next day is a birthday he missed of a child he had out of yes, I yes. love how God has allowed me to play basketball like this and avoid people that are uh, pressing on my side. And then, like, the baby's mom be trying real hard, like, she had a baby in like a Dwight Howard jersey. I'm like, where'd you even find a toddler Dwight Howard jersey? It's not like anyone's gonna look at that baby and be like, oh. Like, some, like, just. So, like it's so weird to think of a baby on this being thirsty, but just like having like Dwight Howard's hands like, <laughs> to really, like, like, to, like pass the ball. Like, but what's like so funny is like even if you get a Dwight Howard jersey for your baby, right? That doesn't mean he's gonna know that Howard is his last name if his father right. doesn't acknowledge him. Yeah, right? I mean, you can give that baby the last name Howard, but. <laughs> It's like, it's like, no, your daddy's on your back. He won't acknowledge you. <laughs> giving that, really like, you're giving that baby, like. I paid full price for this jersey, and you're the father. <laughs> you give it. You get a 10% discount oh, at Nike oh, Town because he ain't acknowledged you yet. That's fucked up. He give it, like. You can't even get a job at, like, at Foot Locker. Like you're giving a you're giving the baby like you're giving the baby like a mohawk cut at like <laughs> six months <laughs> old. Get his own T-Mobile commercial. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. That's amazing to me. How like no, sorry, you want to keep going? Keep right. going. Here, 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 here. Here we go. Here's the last article. Double the points. I'll all right, bonus round. All right, it, it, it's the audio that I'm gonna play it for you guys. Let me turn the volume up. A man admits he tried to dig up his late father's body last night in a Lincoln County cemetery. But a constable. White. <laughs> 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 Only fucking white dudes would be like, I'm gonna raise this motherfucker from the dead. I can do whatever I want. I've been told that since the day I was born. <laughs> what? But go on. <laughs> all, right, 
<laughs> caught him in the act and locked him up. LEX 18's Josh Breslow has the story. Did you feel that you were violating a grade? No. While locked up in the Lincoln County Jail, Michael May had little to say, at least at first, about the allegations against him. Do you uh, believe that you belong here in jail? No. May is charged with violating a grave, possession of marijuana, and public intoxication. Late last night, a Lincoln County constable says he saw a truck parked outside of Pilot Baptist Church. So <laughs> investigate. Truck. Truck. <laughs> Go on. Step out to the light. He told me step back to the dark. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, I my <laughs> now that that voice the voice of that the voice of that the voice of that person is just the person that caught him so, oh okay yeah that's not him is that him talking about himself no nah, that's just the person who caught him all right here we go yeah he told me step back to the dark that's i went got my flashlight he started hollering out verses at me and uh he told me he was trying to dig his dad up so he Dad go to heaven. May's father died nearly four decades ago. The suspect admits he did try to dig up the body, claiming a Bible verse led him there. Why now? I see the truth. That he needs to be on the ground, not under it. I was unaware that Johnny Cash dug up his father. <laughs> I walked the line. Bible verse white ass shit to be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna exhume this body. Four decades later? Like, what did he find? A pair of teeth? <laughs> he found Michael Jordan's father's ring. Oh, and we're in love! I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, we wouldn't want to denigrate the really nice guy that Michael Jordan is. <laughs> Allegedly, man, you yeah, fucked that up. Is, that is, that's and you're Michael Jordan, billionaire. Please. Okay, anyway, you can't be mad that he can't avenge that death because, like, he is like Michael Jordan does everything that he wants to do. Do you know what I mean? He has to bring his bag back because yeah. he didn't pay the mafia. Wait, wait a second. I know we think this guy is white, but have we checked if it's Michael Jordan that did this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, uh, hold on. Wait. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. This guy hasn't been done that long. <laughs> Mitchell says he's familiar with May and this doesn't seem like him. Friends agree and investigators worry what might have happened had the constable not shown up. They also say it appears Constable, May this guy's white. Can we move on? <laughs> Wait, let's just finish the story. Let's finish the story. <clears throat> Sorry, we keep interrupting. But you know, we're women. Sorry. Right. If you say that one more time, I'm on backhand. No. <laughs> Black women be talking too much, especially to their <laughs> white friends. <laughs> I, mean, I told you this before, Ray. I don't identify as black. Oh, she's wearing some dollar eyes and bullshit. Okay. I don't have, I don't have, you know, I don't have a weave yet, so I can't quite afford it. But she's trying to wear Rihanna's hair stop, thinks she's going to be red. <laughs> it's not red. It used to be red. Okay. This is another story. All right. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no problem. Here we go. Here we go. It's almost over, like 25 seconds. Okay, okay. Yeah, done marijuana, yeah. Last night? Yeah. And according to the suspect, there could be more digging in his future. It's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I got caught for this heinous crime of pulling up a body. Hey, are you planning to do that again? I might. <laughs> I just, I just love that, like, like digging your dad. No, not even the swag. It's just like because you're white, 
like doing something criminal is a hobby now. Like you, you exhumed your dad's dead body, but now it's a thing that you guys do. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be doing this. I'll be exploring this, finding groups on oh, Yelp. Man. It'll be great. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. Knew who and where his father was. White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, right, that room is gonna get us all in trouble. Uh, yeah, I think he's white. Totally super white. Um, yeah, like white enough to Red like. Redneck Tomb Raider. <laughs> wait, wait, we gotta let them read oh, sorry, it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, sorry. That was my fault. No, that's alright. Alright, so both of y'all going white? Yeah, hella white. Alright, yeah. here's the chat room. Knew who and where his father was white. <laughs> digging, <laughs> digging and eating cheese white. He looked for just anyone to argue with because Rye wouldn't respond to his Bernie Sanders email. <laughs> <laughs> Redneck Tomb Raider, coveter of mayonnaise and cheeses, uh, lives in a trailer and drives a pickup and hates Obama white. The correct Aww. answer is, and everyone got it correct, white. Yeah. Let me Can play y'all's put applause. Y two K baby dancing to celebrate. Because <laughs> I called that shit. No. Wow. Yeah, I know that pig, right? Muggy <laughs> is even like that's the whitest shit I've ever seen. All right, last story. All right, we're gonna talk about sword ratchetness, guys. So uh, he's like a he's on an anti-sword campaign. He thinks swords don't get enough attention as the dangerous <laughs> weapons that they are. So every episode he ends with a story. I was about trying that. to piece together if sword was like some kind of like term. I no, 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 swords. No, oh, these, I have a good sword story for you, but you tell yours first. No, these swords, these swords are problematic, and uh, we need regulation. <laughs> Uh, all kinds of dangerous shit is happening out here and um we need to talk about it here's one a sharon man 19 years old uh threatens his mother and stepfather with a sword mm. oh uh he was arrested after he threatened to behead his parents with a machete style sword mm. gage frederick carozzi guess the race right uh, <laughs> gage who names their kid gage <laughs> you might as well just fucking put the sword in his hand at first. <laughs> of course that motherfucker's got a sword. Oh my god. Look at this picture of this kid, by the way. He's 19. I want you to keep in mind. 19 years old. Look at you his. You know head. he has a black mother. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, that is a black mother that taught him sword fight as a child. And he's trying to sword fight. What is that, Kill Bill? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. That he looks exactly how the story describes him. Yeah. What a sword. It looks like what his. It looks like what his. What happened? Did they ground him or did his mom? Oh, did he beat him? Or did he like. No, that's not Now look at the situation with his eyebrows. He looks Jersey Shore in the eyebrows. It looks like. <laughs> it looks kind of like his hair. Hairline lost a sword fight, and that's what happened to his hair- hairline at 19. <laughs> uh, he looks like he yeah. goes to one bar. You know what I mean? Like, one bar, everybody knows his name, and yeah. he's that nobody talks to. Yeah, because he's got a sword. They leave him the fuck alone. Why is Black Rob wilding out in your chat room right now? <laughs> uh, so, Thursday, it says Thursday. 
uh he was arrested for terroristic threats and disorderly conduct after police responded to his mother and stepfather's home to a report of domestic disturbance karazi and his and his girlfriend that lucky lady yeah karazi and his girlfriend which i ain't going down for you you gonna be slicing and dicing by yourself do you guys feel do you guys feel kind of kind of bad to be by yourselves and this guy has a woman and- no because it's a standards issue whenever anyone makes that joke i remember when uh what's his face uh what's what's the serial killer or uh, charles manson they were like charles manson got married and i'm alone and it's like yeah he's a celebrity and she's probably beat okay <laughs> like, that has nothing to do like, i have a joke where i talk about like how there's still an idea of like getting married buying a house you know and having kids and it's like i don't want to like be arrogant but i can go do all those things within nine months yeah. if i don't have standards for who i'm doing it with that's true. Uh, you know, I don't have very many standards. It's like smart, tall, funny, don't own a sword. That's right. really right. my favorite <laughs> I, my, I don't have the sword issue. You can have a sword as long as you're Maria, not if it's in the house, it. they're going to use it. On <laughs> oh my god! Oh, really? That's just what it is. One day, we, one day, sex game. What if I put this samurai handle in your box, and then all of a sudden he's chopping your head off with it? I ain't playing those games. Not I just, me. I just don't want to be. Sounds like you have an experience you don't want to fully share with us. <laughs> oh, no. Asking for a friend. I have never been fingered by a sword. Thank oh, you. Thank God. I okay, don't. Um, I just don't want to be. I'm hilarious and swordless. Black <laughs> 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 Rob sitting in front of his computer while he's reading this, being like seeing like we're racist on swords and like throwing his sword up and down, being like, I don't have a sword anymore. <laughs> I just like that. I just like that. Um, like. Even at 19, he found love and found somebody that is willing to hang out with him. And <laughs> check out this line. He he and his girlfriend were breaking things in the house after <laughs> after, after, he, after he was served an eviction notice. So, that's right, that bitch right there. I just want to say, she is uh, on with this crazy-ass sword shit. <laughs> <laughs> I need a ride to die, bitch. Come on. She is, she is on the train. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, I don't care where you fucking drive this truck. We can wear my swords at your parents and my parents. Let's go to the DMV. Who gives a shit? I love jail. Like, whatever. The situation escalated from an argument between the mother and the adult son to Karazi retrieving a large machete style sword from his bedroom. Karazi went inside onto the porch, waving the sword in public view, and yelled at his parents, You'll both be leaving without a head. <laughs> I like the idea that they would leave if they didn't have a head. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't know how, like, if he thinks they're But also, how adorable he gets his inspiration from ISIS. That's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, uh, he went to jail and he. Uh, surprise surprise he could not post bond so okay. and i'm sure his parents didn't post it for him yeah his <laughs> parents didn't uh get him out of jail his girlfriend Aww. couldn't scrounge up any money yeah. so um, uh, Maria. Oh, she's 
Poor two? I've never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Cass always is, but I love this person. They said, old Ichabod Crane threat. <laughs> <laughs> old Ichabod Crane ass nigga. You know what? No head having ass daddy and mama. <laughs> yeah, you want to know why this ain't no Ichabod Crane shit? Because nobody in this story can afford a horse. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you were going to tell us a story about a sword, Maria? Yeah, okay, so my cousin, um. Here we go. Shut up. Yeah, so my cousin, my cousin, uh, marches in all of these Irish parades, like he plays, what's the instrument? Bagpipe. He plays bagpipe. You're a shitty Irish Shut woman. up! I don't even fucking know how to play shit, whatever. So, anyway, so he plays bagpipe and he plays with all these, like, firefighters and policemen and just like and uh like people who've gone like soldiers and all I was gonna say people who've gone to war. There's a word for that. And um and there was this dude who also plays and they all wear kilts and shit, right? And this dude carries a sword when he plays and they take pictures of people afterward that want to after these parades. And these two kids came up to him, these like teenagers and they were like, Hey can we get a picture with you? And he's got this tiny little pocket just on one side where, you know, it's the only place that keeps his like wallet in this kilt. And he feels the, and he like wears the sword on his back and he feels the kid reach in and like they're trying to take a picture to like pickpocket him and he pulls the sword out and he goes, you will die! And there's like cops because it's a parade. Obviously there's like cops and the cop gets a loudspeaker and he goes, sir, sir, put the sword down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. literally the dude when he raised it the sword goes time to die see and that and that is why i have a crusade against sword violence because anything could have happened there because there's no regulation in that situation right like you couldn't have done that same shit with a gun like you would have been at like someone would have had to put you down but with a sword everybody's like isn't it kind of adorable that you could someone could have died today and it's like not really you still could have died dog like we just need i'm not saying swords don't need to exist i'm just saying we need to regulate them a little closer wait but why do why do swords need to exist because i don't think they do well, I mean, like I said, I like I, the idea of weapons being around, just not yeah. near me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't the, see the thing is, Maria. If I start with the banning swords, I'll never get that's that's like saying to the NRA, we don't want guns. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah. what we've got? What is what would the sword amendment be? It'd be like the twenty eighth yeah. amendment, the twenty ninth yeah. amendment. Yeah. So you have to wear like a rubber tip on your sword when you go places. Like, are we gonna like condom up these swords? Like, what's yeah. your plan? I think that's a good idea. I'm saying maybe we can get some hilts with locks so on them. You can't sell. Um, you can't sell interstate swords, right? Like right. if you if you are licensed to buy a sword in New York, you cannot go to North Carolina to buy right. a sword without a background check. I think that's Right. Good. Background checks. Like I how many thought you were stating a fact. <laughs> I mean background checks. What is your platform? Exactly. Rod, you gotta present this to Bernie Sanders and <laughs> I cannot wait to address these sword victims lives matter. What is your official platform though? I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt Donald Trump and say stab lives matter and <laughs> We're gonna fucking get to the bottom of like this shit, man. I'm tired of it. Who's in the background of your picture, Rod? I can see somebody uh, moving about. No, that's Karen. They're just. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Karen. Uh, yeah. She's right here. You guys don't hold hands while you podcast? Yes, we, we are holding hands. How'd you know we were holding hands? 
we're right here oh. doing it right now see oh. the whole time Karen, would you mind if we took a sword to Keisha from Verizon? <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This uh first of all, thank you for staying the whole time, man. I, I, I personally guys. wouldn't mind long as I wasn't there. Uh, okay, okay. You got haters. That's all like, <laughs> record, Black Rob is uh, feeling on Ray so hard right now. They're talking about his love for her and saying, thank you for trying to help me with this black love and help it prosper. Oh, yeah. Oh. Black, yeah, Black Rob's been trying to holler at Ray the entire time that we've been <laughs> on the air. And I applaud Ray's discipline to be able to, like, pay attention to the show because... She just can't reach the keyboard. Yeah, he has been going... <laughs> He's been going extra hard, like, we're not doing a live show, and like, Ray don't, like, Ray don't have Twitter and shit. Like, let me just fuck up the show, cause I got to holler. Um, yeah. So, help this black love prosper. Can we make black love prosper? Nah, I'm not interested in black love. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what, guys? Did you just make a hard stand? Yeah. Fuck black love, except for y'all. It's very cute. Um, Ray, Ray got, um, you know, Ray don't got a job right now, guys. So this is the time to shoot the shot if you're going to be shooting. <laughs> just wait, you know, wait like a week to like, she wants to get the expensive toilet paper and she got to put it back. <laughs> and then that's when you be like, hey, look. Uh, Ray all but told you to tweet her. So I don't right. know what do you think you're doing on this chat. I got, I got these flows, bitch. Yeah. You hit her up. Like, like, I, I got, got I got these floss picks, girl. With some charming. <laughs> don't, don't go all the way back. Don't go back if to floss. You got sensitive gloves. I got green floss picks. <laughs> <laughs> Get at it. Hey, hey I like that. Liar. I like I like that Ray knew that the green floss picks are the ones because the white, white ones are whack. terrible. White ones are terrible. <laughs> the white floss picks will fuck your mouth up, man. You gotta go with the green ones, man. Everybody treat yourself. It tastes like yeah. mint. Um, all right, man. Uh, it's about, it's about us as a podcast. And, uh, you guys are what, four episodes deep as of today? Yeah, yeah. We're four episodes deep and very starting, funny. Starting, um, next week, we're going to try and get out to a week. We're going to try and get maybe a second one out this week. But if not, um, starting next week, you're going to get two out a week. Um, we're with Jim Sarge. Jim's our producer, engineer extraordinaire. You guys might remember him from Three Negroes podcast and, he just cuts through the bullshit like you guys have struggled to do with us today. <laughs> um, you can find us at It's About Us Pod on Twitter. Um, you can you can email us and we'll read our the second episode that we're going to try to have every week. It's just me and Ray like talking to you know our fans and stuff. You know, <laughs> all three of them. Yeah, all three of them. But, uh, but about us podcast at Gmail. Go ahead and shoot us an email. Uh, Black Rob, I'm going to need you to write that down right now. Uh, <laughs> we don't accept dick pics. Uh, yeah, please don't send no dick pics. We don't accept dick pics. Uh, but here's my email. No, I'm just kidding. And then we also, you can you can tweet us. Uh, we have a Facebook page if you like it. We would love if you went, were on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Lipson. Uh, like yes, us, subscribe. 
All that stuff. Comment, and most importantly, if you could share it with all of your friends, like, the the thing that we really need more than anything is just more people to hear it so they can find out how fucking fly we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what this is about. We're, we're some international bad bitches. Yeah. Uh, yes. So thank you so much for having us. No problem. Thanks like, for coming on. Like, yes. Super fun, and you guys, you and Karen have been so supportive of me for over a year, and it's been really, really great, and I'm we so glad you. to introduce Maria to you. And I has so like much it. love for you. She has talked about so many times. Jim loves you, and I am so grateful that you have us on. Thank you so much. Yeah, this oh, no problem, man. Yeah, no problem, sweetie. Welcome to the family, and before we let y'all go, y'all got any upcoming shows? Oh, yeah. Um, um I mean, I do, but I never remember them. You um, your phone, I'll tell them mine. I don't put them in my calendar. I'm not a good person. So, where can they, uh, where can they, where can they follow you to find out? You're responsible for And I'm not that either. Find me at Ray Sonny on Twitter. Yeah, she'll, she'll tweet out shows on there. Um, I got a show, if you're in New York, I got a show at the Pit on Thursday at 8pm. Um, and I think I got a show this weekend. Weekend shows are fancier in New York. Yeah. Video, where you're like, yeah. Like Ray did, did, uh, Afropunk last weekend. She's great. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. We love, we love Ray. Bow down to Ray immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, not you two. You guys can just hang out. But, <laughs> but, uh, but thank you so much for having us on. This oh, no, nah, no problem, man. I, I, I'd like it to be a little bit longer now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I, like, oh, well, nice. you know what? I, I honestly think y'all didn't talk enough. And I feel uh, like you guys gotta get you guys gotta get aggressive. Next time, next time you can just mute your button and just let us <laughs> talk, and it could just be uh, me, Ray, Karen. That's really better for yeah. us. Yeah, you guys gotta get more aggressive and really get in there next time. Um, <laughs> if you circle back. I, I'll tell you, is there any way that we could get the Verizon lady on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, give us Keisha's number. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, all right, man. <laughs> it was just Verizon Keisha. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta we'll go. be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then um, Wednesday is when we're reviewing Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And we'll have Nina Perez on from Project Fandom. Yeah, that should be um, fun. So uh, you guys should look forward to that. Um, and uh yeah we didn't have any sponsors we had to talk about today so until tomorrow uh, by the way shout out to everybody who's been missing the show because i know they've been like why was yesterday's show so short well are you happy now damn it (laughs) (laughs) all right we made it up we'll be back tomorrow until then love you i love you too